I'll get real Satan-y with it. This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. I'm giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a real chance at this. Last question is uh, because we know your political uh, songs. Uh, uh, What you can tell us about the new prime minister? Uh, nothing. They're all assholes anyway, you know. Every politician in the world is a son of a bitch. Anyway, they're all going to steal your money and raise taxes. You know, it doesn't matter what they say. They're always lying. That's their profession, to be a liar, you know. So you shouldn't expect anything better from any of them. Because it never, have you noticed, it never gets better, ever. You go, ah, oh, new politicians, new Labour, Tony Blair, hey. <laughs> Zero. Worse than Thatcher. Yeah, yeah. Have you any message to the audience for today? Yeah. Have fun, don't hurt each other, and screw politics, okay? And you'll be all right. Believe in rock and roll. That is the only religion that never lets you down. Screw politics indeed. It's episode 126 of Behind the Schemes for November 14th, 2022. And I would gladly g give my life for rock and roll again. This is Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And all the way from the bereft coast where they definitely, uh, some people definitely lost their lives to rock and roll over here. Uh, my <laughs> name is Lavish. No shortage of them. Yeah, this is where rock and roll fans come to die. Mm, and some of the, well, I mean the whole 27 club too. A lot mm -hmm. of them, uh, yeah. Went here. Are the yeah, a lot of them, yeah. Then died at the Bereft Coast. Janice and uh Jim Morrison. Mama Cass. And Mama Cass. And uh I think I don't think Hendrix died here, but um uh, Kurt Cobain. I don't know if Kurt Cobain, I don't know if he died here. He was from here, I guess. So like, yeah, I guess they all were from here. The Cobain well, and, and Hend Hendrix are both from Seattle. Hmm. Interesting. Well, how you doing? How was your week? A week was uh, busy. Uh, you know, playing a little catch up and running around, and having a good time, enjoying the the change of the weather. And uh, yeah, just doing it to it. A lot of a lot of fun things happening around these necks of the woods. How about yourself? Uh, we had our first proper dusting of snow tonight today. Oh no! Yep. The yeah. first kiss of snow. Uh, three inches, I think it was. 
And then other than that, I've just been getting bent over a barrel and I am exhausted. <laughs> uh, yeah. The spankings will continue and morale will not improve. Morale will not improve. Yeah, I, I just uh, picked up a second job, so I'm I'm feeling a little bit of that so far. Mm. Haven't done it long enough to really start complaining yet, though. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. That's all we got is time, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Well, let's uh, let's kick tonight's party off with a little bit of tarot action from the Line Strider okay. deck. We have drawn the reversed Six of Wands. Now, immediately, this card, looking at the illustration of the Line Strider, it's very Apollyan. Apollyan? Apollo. Uh, gives yeah, me mad Apollyon. Apollo vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, some general key words about this card. Achievement, recognition, acknowledgement, praise, pride, and reward. Uh, this is a card that congratulates you and your achievements. Yeah, it's... The, the classic image of it is a guy riding into town victorious from battle and a crowd around him cheering him. So it's about public recognition it's about uh success and rewards and praise and pride um when it's upright the reversed meaning of this card is arrogance over confidence and simply abomination <laughs> i like those two words <laughs> simply abomination <laughs> it's simply abomination it's that's gr- our next uh perfume line yes <laughs> Yes, very true. Simply abomination. Simply abomination. What is she wearing? Oh, my God. <laughs> she's simply an abomination. <laughs> simply, darling. Abomination. <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> Keep it abomination. It's great to be uh, proud of what you've done, but bragging won't bring you many friends or keep you on track. Tactfully, tactfully adjust the balance between self-assertion and bragging. Be proud and candid about the value of things you mention, but don't let your laurels shadow other people. Shadow what they possess and shadow things which can contribute to their work and relationships. And be cautious about who you are trusting. Hmm. I like it. Uh, In the past, when I've seen the Six of Wands reversed, I've also seen uh, certain interpretations as in internal victories. Um because the upright is about public praise and the reverse can sometimes mean a victory that you've had that only you can really acknowledge and, um, and recognize. And that sometimes some great victories in your life are personal victories that only you can really savor. And sometimes you have to just be proud of yourself. Damn it. (laughs) It's hard. I'm like the one person that can consistently let myself down like all the time. <laughs> Nobody bugs me more than me. <laughs> yeah, that guy? Fuck that guy. I look up in the Fuck mirror and I'm like, guy. who is this fucking schlob? This schlob? No, with this, no, no. With you should be very hanging out. Should, oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> that's just that's just you hanging out at home. That's fine. You should be very proud of yourself. You should be very proud of yourself, sweetie. Not many people can make it this far. Nah, not many people. Mm. The Six of Wands in my primary deck 
that has a little water damage on it for some reason. Mm. I must have left it in a pool of goat blood or something. And uh, now it like sticks out in my deck, unfortunately. Like if I have the deck stacked, I can see it. It's the uh. one card that has damage on it. So I have to kind of avoid it or I can see when it's coming. I don't know. It might compromise the integrity of the deck. Hmm. I'm not sure how to proceed with that. Uh, well, and I, I think do. We'll get the rest of my cards <laughs> wet with goat blood. And then I can't differentiate any of them. Uh, well, I will blame Pitar for that one with the 6666. And he was boosting through Curiocaster. Uh, did he get the lit tag for this one? It's quite possible. Kids are possible. Um. Yeah. Thank you, Pitar, for slicing up a goat. We've gotten a few more since uh, last week. Yeah. Which, first, uh, first in, last out. Yeah, yeah. We're buying in bulk these days. I can tell you that. <laughs> Do you know your goat herder? <laughs> <laughs> Support your local herder. Um. Was there anything else that? Uh, uh, here's a final message for the Six of Wands. Uh, this is a card of happiness and praise. You will notice some positive results for your efforts. Give yourself a break or treat yourself well in some way. You totally deserve it. <laughs> yeah, treat yourself. This is the treat yourself card. Um. Ooh. Ooh. And that was, oh, okay. That was the uh, boost from Pitar there. Coming through the mm-hmm. helipad. If you would like to see this tarot card, it's posted up at the top of our show notes, which you can find over at zosascorner.substack.com. We have all the links, the show art for tonight's episode, the image of this tarot card, any reference material that we bring to the show, some funny memes, all the intermission and opening and closing links. It's all there. Mm-hmm. And it's everything. A- everything. And you can access it all without any paywall or subscri- uh, subscription fees. It is totally free. That's right. That is the point of a value for value production. If you get any value out of this program, you can always go to our show notes, zososcorner.substack.com, and that'll link you to all kinds of other ways that you can uh, return that value. If you do get the value from the show, you can get a T-shirt, or you can uh, c- call us at 612-263-7999, or you can... Email us at uh, boo at behind the schemes or lavish at behind the schemes.com. All kinds of ways that you can provide value. Totally free charge. We do this show every Monday night, uh, starting around 930, uh, sorry, 730 Pacific, 930 Central, 1030 Eastern. You can find mm-hmm. us over at badradio.live or on the No Agenda stream, courtesy of Sir Bemrose. Indeed, indeed. No Agenda stream. The greatest stream on planet Earth. According of all streams, yes. Yes. All streamdoms in the universe, probably. If you would like to get the most for your buck out of this show, you should go over to nudepodcastapps.com and get yourself a podcast in 2.0 app. And that way, you can see chapters for this show, which each chapter has got unique art. You can check out the transcripts, the clips. Um, all sorts of stuff. You can in Podverse, you can actually subscribe to the feed, and then anytime that this show goes live, you'll get a little notification that pops up on your phone saying, "Hey, BTS, it's Monday, and we're live." Indeed, convenience in the power 
in the palm of your hand. Most indubitably. And uh, we had a couple of boosts come in from earlier in the week. A boost is a micropayment of Bitcoin sent with a value-enabled app. That means uh, if you want to support the show with Bitcoin, you can send micropayments of Satoshis our way. And uh, depending on what the amount is, it's just in some crazy shit will happen. Uh, as we've already heard with Pitar slaughtering that goat mercilessly. No yes, chance. If you send us a measly six six thousand six hundred and sixty six Satoshis of Bitcoin, you can slaughter a goat live on the air. We'll slaughter it for you. And uh, of course, we'll read your name out and attribute the slaughter to yourself, whatever you name yourself in the app. And uh, but the goat is just one thing. You can put the goat back together. You can rack a line. You can do a variety of things with your boosting. And we had Aldian come in with 100 sats through Fountain for episode 119, 100% Genuine Leather Mistakes. And oh, then, that was a couple episodes back. Mm-hmm. He's catching up. Uh, we got uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 more goats. I, I guess uh, Pitar must have snuck those in after the show was wrapped. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was making it rain. Yeah, and that's the best part. You know, anytime, any day, <laughs> you want to go get some some goats. They're there. Oh yeah. We have we have an open door policy for this show, and we highly encourage that you swing on by and chill with us in our green room. It's the chat room that you can find us in over at irc.zeronode.net. And uh, yeah, I'm watching a goat getting slaughtered over and over and over again right now yep i got the gifts going in there and then there's a there's a bunch of people hanging out in there too a bunch of trolls uh, trolling around uh it's uh yeah if you go to hashtag green room get yourself an irc client or you can go to our website and get there through kiwi but the irc chat room the internet relay chat is the way to go uh, it's low tech and it's uh, badass it's the best tech <laughs> It's the best. Low tech is best tech. No doubt. Uh, and then we just had 12,600 Satoshis Woo. from Bully Steed. And she's boosting through Fountain saying BTS number 126 missed you guys. Oh, we missed you too, Dame B. Thank you for the generous 12,600. Yeah, we see you in there with the Abba Tavistock. <laughs> yeah, Tavistock. And uh, that that one rings some old bells for me. Yeah, based off of a brief pre-show conversation that we were having. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, last but not least, Spook.Social, if you want to come hang out on Mastodon, uh, i.e. the Fediverse with us, you can always sign up for free over there. We all got accounts. It's uh, a lot of fun. And apparently it's <laughs> there was some update to No Agenda Social. I guess they moved to a new version of Mastodon or something. I uh, I saw some changes. I saw some filtering happening. Yeah, I'm not Apparently sure. Apparently on my feed, things were filtered, and I was like, what the hell? That's new. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess Aaroner was doing some updates and, and the like. Yeah, that, he must be because, I don't know, my whole feed it looks like a series of redactions. <laughs> it looks like... Every once in a while, someone will say something 
And then the rest of it is filtered, 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 filtered. So I don't know if that's uh, a capital G glitch or what, but I'm sure it'll get smoothed out eventually. No doubt. Um, oh, and if I always forget to bring this up, but if you're hanging out in the chat room and you want to generate some clips that we can hard code into our RSS feed, you can always type ISO and then the phrase. And it'll make a little timestamp that we can refer back to later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hop in the chat, type in ISO. Also, you can chat with our chatbot, Gal, who is uh, brilliant. Yes. You can roll dice. You can uh, shake an eight ball, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you can, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, do all kinds of things with Gal. Yeah, come hang out. It's a lot of fun. I like to scream, I like to holler, I like to break things, I like to yell. I don't have a fancy jingle for it. Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect, you're a corporate whore, and uh, end of story. Rolling out the MK Ultra song, that was great. Delicious. Now what the fuck am I supposed to do? Well, what you're supposed to do is call 612-263-7999 and leave yourself a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a live call. You won't have to talk during the, you know, on the air. Don't want to scare you off. But if you just give us a call, 612-263-7999, and uh, just let us know what's on your mind. Or maybe give us a scream. Maybe you've had a long day. I want to scream it out. And let's see what first caller has to say. So, this is the one and only Angry Leprechaun, and I've got to get some anger off my chest. So, angry I'm going to try and get out a really good scream here. So, All right. You know, if any of you out there have a, you know, your life isn't going exactly the way you want it like mine isn't, and, you know, you're just kind of feeling like shit, if you can, go ahead and scream with me. better and i bet that's what it was like to see the grateful dead with the wall of sound hmm just i bet that's what it's like to have a habanero pepper for the first time oh i bet that's what it's like to have a habanero pepper for the first time and then scream into a microphone that's tied in <laughs> to the wall of sound <laughs> ah now we're talking Yes. Uh, Angry That's Leprechaun. That's an excellent juicy scream. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Uh, Angry Leprechaun, uh, he's uh, hanging out with the OBDM boys over there. He's leaving equally angry phone calls on that show. You can check him out. Yeah, the Leprechaun is spreading the anger around to all, for all to enjoy. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 maybe, maybe I pre-felt that scream mail coming in because i've had one of those weeks where i've been <laughs> just so angry non-stop <laughs> <laughs> oh i am exhausted well, in that regards you're it, angered out yeah all angered out i was oh i was uh, i was a good old foamer probably half an hour before we sat down for tonight's episode <laughs> mm, yeah to get the lead out a little bit that happens super foul mood 
Um, but yeah, do you got uh, do you got anything that you want to do for the die roll tonight? Uh, I I I don't know. Uh, do you, are your are your notes in the notes? I will I will tell you what's up with this after we roll. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'll take a. Oh, let's do a six-sided die. The standard cube. And we'll just uh, roll uh, highest goes uh, what? First? I like it. Highest goes first. Six-sided die. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. I got a two. I crushed it with a six. Ah, critical uh, success. Yeah. Excellent. It only took a week. (laughs) It took a week to finally roll a six? No, to to do something successfully. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm sure you've been plenty successful all right uh what you got for tonight uh what do i got but you won the roll oh that's right i'm sorry yes um so here's the deal i was not able to prepare anything for tonight okay my only logical conclusion to this conundrum is of course are you ready for this I'm ready. I challenge you to a game of chess. A game of chess? Yes. And we can open up the the phone lines if you if you so choose. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to send this link to you in the back channels. We'll let you get connected. And the best part is I can drop this link into the chats and the chat can watch along as we play. And I'll okay. do my do my best to call out moves as we go are you a are you a chess fan uh i'm a fan of chess yes but i'm not uh particularly adept at playing it but uh you know i'll play it for sure all right i i guess we're both in the same boat here and i also got a little something special queued up for us uh there we go uh perfect Yes. Uh, a beautiful evening for a game of chess. No doubt. With the snow falling down, we're coming into wintertime. The only thing left to do is take a sip of my beverage. Sip it up. And here we go. Um, I like chess, man. It's, uh, it's a game that I am always down to play. Well, it's been a while since I've played chess, so... You might be getting another cool victory this week. <laughs> okay. So as so we, we you, we've both moved our center pawns, and now you've moved your your right uh, knight into position, third row. Yes, uh, knight to B. I'm sorry, C three. How do you like to play? Are you a, a 
offensive, defensive? What's your secret? I I don't know. I really don't. Uh, casual. Is what I, <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody told you. Probably. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh yeah. Let me share this link. Let me know if y'all can see that there in the chat. Uh, the only other thing that I guess I could have busted out was some sort of Bluetooth-enabled butt vibrator. <laughs> always, always an option. What a scandal to have those allegations levied against you. <laughs> it's like, wow, this guy cheated with a butt vibrator. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't even know if it's crafty or genius or if it's just like, uh... I don't know. Not cool. It's probably not cool. It's definitely not cool, but it's not like the Astros when they cheated in the World Series that they fucking were putting things up their butt. Uh, did I? Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah, I gotta get some bishops out of here. Let's start. Let's start advancing on lavish here. I'll take my bishop to B five. Okay. was part of a chess club back in the homeschool days. Oh, yeah, so you're a good chess player. We only went the one time. <laughs> oh, just one chess club meeting. Yeah. I don't I don't remember why it fell through. It was so long ago. I might have overextended myself. I'm gonna retreat my bishop. Retreat, my good man. Hmm. I don't know. I was feeling kind of... Hmm, let's see. What are we doing here? Did you want some open phone lines for this? Sure, why not? All right. Hmm... All right. Phone lines are open, 612-263-7999. Give us a call. You'll be connected live on the air. I, uh... <laughs> worked with this head electrician on the Chicago tour. And, uh, he was a younger guy. And we kind of butted heads in a lot of ways because you had two different schools of entertainment colliding. You had the um, the rock and roll sort of rough and tumble, get it in the door, slam it in, slam it out versus his uh, I just came from college and everything's going to be pretty and full of joy. Which is mm-hmm. not necessarily the case. But I remember he was super giddy to challenge me to a game of chess one time. And this, uh, there was a moment there where he thought that he almost had me, but I did something just so off the walls. He was like, I can't believe you did that. Like, how could you make such a bad move? But I goaded him into it. (laughs) I goaded him into this move and I was able to play him down to a draw. King on king. Nice. 
He was like, Sometimes Whoa. a bad move is what you gotta do to, to shake things up and to like what? Sh- you know, change change the game. <laughs> oh, Pizar is trying to get that vibrator action going white to H5. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I did have a fun idea for a show that I'm going to be working on next year, doing a staged version of Alice in Wonderland, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, we could do this whole checkerboard floor and all that crazy stuff. But I got to thinking, I was like, oh, you know, it'd be even cooler than that. What if we did a hexagon pattern floor in black and white, like a checkerboard, but it's all hexagons? And I got to thinking, like, oh, we could we could probably just grid that out with string and chalk and just do a bunch of sacred geometry on the stage floor, chalk line it all out, get our hexagons going. The the hexagonal chess. The, the actual 3D chess. Wait, still 2D, but... I've seen people make, like, uh, not sphere chess, but... Different tiered chess, multifaceted, polygonal chess. It's very interesting to look up with. Ooh, we have our first check. Busting my oh, queen that's- out. Oh, I I, re- I thought that was the king, not the queen. Oops. <laughs> One night I'm in already, Bangkok. <laughs> I'm already fucked up. <laughs> I don't even know what the pieces are. I'm going on the offensive. I can see that. You got a taste of that goat blood and I want more. More, more. People don't know this about you, but you're a, you're a bloodthirsty man. You like the taste of blood. I am. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> Fun fact about Booberry. I have developed the taste for human blood. This man likes blood. He likes flesh. I want it all. I want it all, all in my mouth. Hmm. My brilliant plan has been deflected by Lavish's deployment of a knight. He's blocked off access for my rook to his king. And if I don't move my queen, then I am toast. Totally toast. Sourdough. <laughs> I wonder what wonder how Pitar's feeling on the other end. How could you make such bad moves? <laughs> I know. These these poor guys. They're watching us. Uh Pitar giving boobs all the moves, giving me nothing. Which side are you on, man? 
Private browsing with a raise your hand if you're an uncultured swine. <laughs> you don't know how to uh, play chess. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. I'm, oh, you know, I'm honest here. I, uh, it's not my not something I've done in a long time. I used to play chess, but I know how fucking I've watched enough Bobby Fischer talks to know how nuts this game is. Uh, Bayern Giant, you can should be able to click that link and it'll show you. Why are you trying to read that word? Private browsing. You, you never learned to read. <laughs> you a fed? <laughs> Illiterate. You must work for the government. Hmm. Quite the sticky situation. I always thought it would be fun to be a chess hustler. You'd be one of those dudes at the park, Central Park. Oh, yeah, it'd be cool. But uh, I heard that Kubrick used to do that as a kid. He used to go to the parks and play chess with the guys. What the fuck is that? What are you... <laughs> 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 he's trying to he's trying to bait me with a pond. You don't like it? You don't like this pond baiting? <laughs> I, I, I don't like that pond baiting. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oliver, I'm white and lavish is black. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, that's true. Hmm. Hmm. And if I take that pawn that I'm at your mercy twice over with your knight and your bishop, you're trying to bait me. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Oliver, that's problematic. He's asking, shouldn't Boo be have been the black side since he's the black knight? That's what I'm saying. I said it's a random. That's what I that's what I'm saying. I, I mean coin toss. It was up to a coin toss. <laughs> music change required <laughs> I, did, I did try to find like uh, rock and roll classical redos like the um, the bard music the medieval covers of rock tunes mm -hmm. couldn't find anything really 
Hmm. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. His his bishop has got me in check, folks. This won't stand. That's right. You've been checked. That won't stand. That won't stand. Wait a minute. The king can attack now? Yes. King can attack. The king is always been used to different attack. (laughs) In games I've played, he isn't allowed to attack. Oh shit. Damn. I'm fucked up, dude. This is not good for me. I don't know what the pieces are. I don't know where I am. All all bad for me. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. You can't attack into check only if he doesn't go into check, but you can always attack out of check. Okay. Yeah, Cotton Gin's just isoing me being a retard with chess. <laughs> this fucking dipshit doesn't know how to play chess. Gin is on to you, lavish. On to what? That I can't play chess? I told everybody <laughs> that already. <laughs> you figured out my not secret. Uh, okay. I should add... Sir Spencer to the producer credits for tonight's episode, as he is the one that uh, graciously offered this link up when I was asking about it last night. Why can't I move? Uh, there must be something I'm missing. That's fine. Uh, private browsing, you could use Catbox. Post the, or drop the, <sighs> drop the GIF in the little box in Catbox and you can copy pasta the link over. Bum, bum. We've moved into Bridgerton territory with the Musica. What's Bridgerton? I don't know, but private browsing knows. Yeah, I mean, if there's any uh, composer that... that really stands out to you. I just kind of went and found a playlist for the uh, 
found a playlist for the evening. Oh, we're the uncultured ones. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't we be? Look at me. Look at me. I'm the uncultured swine now. Well, you know. Hmm. Oh, I see what the issue is. I see what the problem is. Oh, I, I see what's going on here, everybody. I see what the problem is. I, I see what it is. This clock is it's one of the greatest bands in the world. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Thanks, private browsing. Oh, getting some. Which one is that? Is that Caitlin? That's not Caitlin. Who's the mom? Chloe? No. Mom? The Mama Kardashian. That's Mama Kardashian right there. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Oh. <laughs> Culture points awarded. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Level up. Ah, Chris. Chris Kardashian, who was famously married to Bruce Jenner. Uh, uh, who? I've never... Uh, R.I.P. No or, mas. Or Rob Kardashian. Rob Kardashian, a.k.a. O.J.'s lawyer. lawyer. Yes. How do you join the channel without being renamed? What does that mean? What does it mean? I guess technically her name was Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner. Hmm. Oh, I guess if I was really smart, I could have recorded this game and then <laughs> and then studied and then watched the tape later <laughs> how does this fucker work what is he doing um the uh well no he could turn it into a series of gifts and then put it in the show art <laughs> or in the chapter art a series of gifts yeah and play in sequential order Okay, I'll bite. Oh, 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 oh. Can you feel the tension rising? Can you feel it? Mr. Krabs. Can you feel me now, Mr. Krabs? 
Can you dig it? Can you, I don't know, Mr. Crap. Creep Crap. Oh my god. Oh Check. shit. This won't stand. Let me get my king out of this sticky situation. Sticky. Sticky dicky icky. <laughs> Where's Agreed. My Agreed. Sticky dicky. Oh shit. He's trying to come at me with his rook. Rooking him. My bishop is under attack. I have no choice but to retreat and take his pawn. Pawned. Pawned again. Mmm, a little Vivaldi. Oh my goodness. Vivald. Oh, it was the first move of his queen. The queen is out on the field, the most dangerous of the chess pieces in any direction she can travel. Fuck this bitch. Fuck this bitch. Fuck this pussy. Fuck this bitch. Fuck this dick. Fuck this pussy. Scoop doop 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 Careful ruminations are needed at this point. Hmm. <laughs> I'm looking down here. It's cool because uh, Lichess, L I C H E S S dot org, is where we're playing at. And you can generate games with just a link, no sign up required. Uh, it does look like there's a chat room. Um, I do like this note down here. Please be nice in the chat. Explanation point. Please be nice. No deal. No niceness. No nice. <laughs> nice no is nice, off no the dice. table, buddy. Ain't no thing. Ain't no big thing. Uh, check. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's do one of these, I guess. Check. Hmm. I guess I'll just do one of these, I guess. Uh, check. 
Oh, never mind. Damn it. Not Jack. Oh, I fucked up. You are not Jack. Ooh, private browsing is into some kinky stuff. They want to watch. They want to watch us play. <laughs> oh, I, I would like to. We talked about it. Now it's just a matter of doing it. So much of it is just about doing it. Just do it. Just do just it. Just fucking do it is like nine tenths of the goddamn equation. If you can do if you can do that part just to do it, you're you're golden. You know? Show enough. Show enough, shorty. Shade. Oh, oh, oh. Mm, what a lovely evening it is, my good man. Ah, oh, yes, cheerio, pip pip. It's a lovely being here with you all today, ma'am. Uh, should be quite a lovely day at the races. Mm-hmm. I'm betting Sporting on the 40 finest. Quid. Fi yes, forty quid on the finest greyhound. Mm, the greyhounds are out today. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, watch. I. How these sturdy, elegant creatures. I. I mean, damn. Have you ever seen a greyhound run? Yeah, they whip about, don't they? <laughs> whip. Watch me whip, whip. Watch me nay nay. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're playing white, okay? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I'm kind of at a loss of what to do, my people. People. So, I'm just going to get a little crazy here. You want to get nuts? Yeah, you want to see nuts, buddy? <laughs> Lavish. Hey, that's me. Scoo do 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 do. Scoo do do. Scoo do do. Scoo do 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 do. Bum 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 bum. Scoo bum bum bum. Scoo bum 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 bum. Bum 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 bum. Net net, we are live, and we are playing a game of chess live. And if you would like to watch live, you can click on this link. Live you can chess. do it live. Yeah, do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Oh. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Hey. How's it going, caller? Eh, you know. Would you like to weigh uh, in on uh, tonight's chess match? Not the best. Oh. What's up? Not the best. Uh, family issues. Uh, always a drag color. Not, not bad. Just people uh, leaving this earth. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that color. That's all right. That's been a rocky month and a half or so. How are mm. you? 
Hope you're better than me. It's, uh... I feel like it's been kind of a ringer for a lot of people as it comes and goes. Um, shit's been nonstop here as far as trying to put out fires and then more fires erupt. Uh, but that's really just related to work and trying to stay on top of keeping everything up to date. What's that? Are you doing more shows for work stuff? Is that your? Feels like it's your passion, though. <laughs> your passion. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Even passion can burn. Boober feels the passion. I know your passion. Oh yeah. He feels the passion in his mothballs. <laughs> yes. There's a growing passion in my mothballs. Okay. It is growing in the mothballs. Oh, it swells. My moth passion swells for you, caller. It pulses through him like a great river. Pulsating. (laughs) I miss both of your passions. (laughs) Oh Oh my god, Color. Color, maybe you should stop fucking raking out and dish out the big bucks for us, you know? We're we're double uh, double dish, you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You want both? You pay twice. Uh, You pay twice, you you pay two times. I do have a new job since I saw you guys last, so. Yeah. Our rates go up. It's, you know what the weird thing is, is, um, I got replaced by managed services at the last job. And the new job was closer to my, uh, my mudra. Mudra. Am I saying that right? Madre. Madre, yeah. Check, by the way. And Chickity check. Riggity wrecked. So I started staying with her for the last like two months just because of other issues with her and stuff. And uh, I ended up being fortuitous because um, she's the one leaving. So got to uh, spend a few months with her. Um, Worked out. Know, man. The uh, higher power works in mysterious ways, whoever it is. So. Indeed, indeed. Nope. Well, it's good to have you here, caller. It's good to hear your voice. Good to hear both of your voices, too. Definitely. Hope all's well. I know Booberry is quite busy, from what I can ascertain. <laughs> yes, why? Uh, <laughs> hence why I settled on <laughs> challenging Lavish to a chess match tonight. <laughs> really? Is that what you guys are doing? Is yeah. That what, yeah, we're playing chess but right I hear now. Yeah. Like, really? Yep. Is it like online, or are you just guys are like calling out moves? No, we're, we're nowhere near over, that. Over there. We're nowhere near intelligent yeah, enough for that. We're doing it blindfolded and, and with our hands tied behind our back. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'm doing a, a Rubik's Cube with my nuts. going on here? <laughs> 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 Who was the Russian? Uh, I can't even think of his name. Mevdev or I don't know. Mevdev to Dev? 
Oh, God, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I'm just fucking botching it. I'm basically just killing time. Well, I guess I guess you never know who is winning until the game is done, but who is winning by... Blueberry is winning. Blueberry is winning. Oh, okay. He's like, I challenge you to chess. By the way, I don't play very often. I did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was a lie. That is <laughs> a lie. <laughs> I can tell you the last like, time. Like some roadie has a has a freaking portable chessboard like everywhere he goes. So he's playing like every freaking hour of every day <laughs> when he doesn't do other things. I never much played chess backstage. We did play a lot of Mortal Kombat. However, wow. if there was bars, yeah, one of the video guys, of course, had a huge monitor, a uh, TV monitor in his workbox. They had his GameCube, so the top half of his workbox is all TV. <laughs> so Wait. we would sit there and play some uh, Mortal Kombat. But yeah, I mean, if it's at a bar, fuck yeah, man. Especially giant chess. I love giant chess. Like, physically giant? Yeah, like you know, like yeah, you, those the chessboard is the size of you, and then you got pieces that come up yeah. to like your yep. your waist. Yeah, do they have like uh, a dolly to move the pieces? Because <laughs> I feel in my back, you know, it's old. You get that fork, cert, buddy. <laughs> like lift with the lift with the knees, not with the back. Ooh, we should get a forklift boost. A forklift boost. Uh, yeah. What is the what is the boost? Right? Is it? It the, is. Uh, it is a sexy ceremonial uh, go. Oh, okay. Like a, uh, uh, type of sound. Just with everything going on lately, I was been meaning to set up a. Uh, what is it? A- Avely? A what? Avel. Avely something. What's the new wallet everybody is using? Oh, Alby. 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 Yeah, I just haven't Albie. Said it and I'm kind of pissed off at something because it's acting so weird lately. Alby's easy. I like it. You just need a, a username and then make your password. Yep. It's good to go. Yeah. And it looks like I already linked it to my existing Lightning wallet. So, yep, that is correct. LB, 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 the racist dragon. You don't remember <laughs> that one? Uh, caller. Actually, I I did have a question for caller. Just <laughs> yes, caller. Uh, caller, did you ever play Battle Chess for MS DOS? Uh, yeah, yeah, I actually did. I was looking up a video um, for show art. <laughs> yeah, there was a cooler version of that, like back in the day on like the Apple, and I can't remember that. I think it's over for me. Akron or uh, Akron, something like that. Because it was more like mythical dragon stuff uh, when the pieces would fight. Instead of the typical battle chest. Battle chest. There it is. <laughs> Got checkmated, caller. 
<laughs> I could have re- just resigned 10 minutes ago and saved us the time, but no. But no, you find it out to the end, damn it. <laughs> you go down like with the ship. Chest. Battle oh, that's right. chest. Battle chest. <laughs> battle chest. Yeah. <laughs> I want to put my pieces on your battle chest. <laughs> oh, I can feel your pieces on my battle chest. <laughs> Why don't you battle that chest a little closer here, baby? <laughs> Only if you're paying. <laughs> <laughs> I pay single. You pay double. <laughs> yes, wizard's chess. All that sort of thing. Did you, were you aware of battle chess, chess before uh, you had looked it up? Or I used to play it. You had it for the really? computer. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Hell okay. yeah, dude. Oh, you know what? I always assume you're younger than what you are. Oh, well, thank you, um, caller. You, 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 you Ooh, was a young man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, um, caller, I think... Uh, uh, this chess game is is thoroughly and resoundly resolved. Um, did you have anything else that uh, you wanted to say? We'll we'll get moving on here with. Um, I got one thing. I guess I can show you lavish. That's pretty interesting, and then uh, we'll do some intermission. All right, um, caller. Thanks for calling, caller, and uh, hello. And big job bless to you, sir. Um, I'm much much love for both you guys. I'm gonna yes. I'm, I'm gonna give caller some karma. Oh yeah, the banjo. He had a five star. Yes. A picture of you is on the mantelpiece in my heart. Is that from? What was that? It's from Banjo Kazooie. Is that from Farmville? What was that? No. Banjo Kazooie, 64. Uh, oh. Oh. I knew I knew that. I knew I knew it. Deep in the recesses of your mind. I had heard it before. Well, I am going to uh, fade off into the dreamland while listening to uh, both of you. Ah, yes. That's the best way to take in the programming. Yes, yes. <laughs> we work much better subliminally. Yes. Is that why I want to beat off in bus station? <laughs> and pay double? Yes. Hey, baby, let me slide into your dreamscape. <laughs> Twice the pay, half the handy. Don't fall for the programming caller. It's out there. I always feel fulfilled, though. <laughs> That's our duty. Well, millions and millions <laughs> served and satisfied. Yes. <laughs> thank you for your courage, caller, and thank you for your servicing. <laughs> thank, thank you for programming. <laughs> yes. Sweet dreams, sweet caller. We'll be seeing we'll you soon. To you, talk to you again soon. See ya. Later. That was Caller, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Caller. Thank you for calling, Caller. We love Caller. Caller adds Caller. 
Mm-hmm. He's a gentleman caller. Well, thank you for hearing me for the game of chess. That was fun. Um, oh yeah, and it wasn't that it wasn't that uh, much of a slaughter either. You know, I held my own. I do I just about a, all but your rooks. I do have a uh, something quick that I can hit you with. We'll do some intermission. Have you seen the okay. new proposed state flag for Utah? Uh, no, but as I understand it, Utah I think is the only state flag that isn't square. Uh, or not a rectangle. I'm sorry. No, that's not Utah. It's one of the. Which state is the one state that doesn't have a like a rectangular flag? I do not know the answer to that off the top of my head. Okay, so it's not that. All right, good. What is it? I just linked it. Uh, it sets off a, a couple of triggers. I'm not gonna lie. It, oh it, wow! It's a it's a beehive. Yep, it's a beehive on a what could arguably be said a black cube it's more dark blue but yes there's a beehive in the middle of a cube it's part of the new redesign yeah. for the utah state flag it's uh yeah it looks like a, a beehive and a blue yeah will be a cube or a a hexagon with uh like a like a honeycomb mm-hmm. just like the banjo kazooie clip we just played and it's on top of a star of ishtar mm-hmm well, well, well. Yep. So I thought that was a little spooky. Uh, I guess the beehive, there's no actual um, mass-produced honey in Utah. It's more so a reference of the Utah being the land of milk and honey, manna. Yeah, the holy the, land. For the Mormons. Mm-hmm. So that's their stamp on the flag, the beehive. Well, in light of our of last week's uh, episode, I would humbly suggest that they make it an armpit crab instead. <laughs> yes. Yes, this seems accurate. <laughs> it's more uh, representative of their culture and their beliefs. Oh my goodness. The um, beehive is from Mormonism. We might have some Mormons or ex-Mormons in the chat, so... Uh, if, if any, uh, if anybody wants to weigh in on this matter, they're more than welcome to. Yeah, and I can, uh, while we wait for that, I can actually hit you with another scream mill here. Yeah, let's do it. There is no way that the population of the world is 8 billion people. Yeah. Mm. I agree with Collar. I don't know if we've nice. ever discussed this, but... Yes, I am with you, Collar. What a take. Mm-hmm. How do you even corroborate such a claim? Well, the with the speed of science, of course. Ah, the speed of science never fails. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but yeah, Ugh. that's, uh, yeah, I think it's just one of those schemes, man. And yes, Oliver Hart, I think that gold is still legal tender in Utah. And oh, uh, in Utah and in Colorado, I'm pretty sure it's still legal tender. So that's pretty cool. Have you ever seen uh, gold bills? Like, if you want to, if you were to like buy gold, but you didn't have enough money to buy a coin or a bar of gold, then you would buy these. The state 
certain states will issue a golden like bill. So it's paper money, but it has just the lightest bit of gold leaf on it. Oh, okay. I've not seen this in person. No. Oh, I'll, I'll drive a picture for you during intermission. Uh, but uh, it's beautiful. I mean, they're, they're totally not a good investment. If you want to invest in gold, you might as well invest in the real thing. Cause just with everything involved, it ends up not being, it ends up being a big, big waste of money. If you do actually buy it, when you but they're very beautiful. And they're very interesting, and they do exist, and you can buy them if you want to. Um, very interesting. Hmm. My second second half of show presentation will be a lot about money and currency, so let that be a taster in the meantime. I, I don't. I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I, I think we're starting to come up with our own sort of uh, elemental suit for this production. Because we have our oh. pinnacles, right? Mm-hmm. And we have our sword. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, it would help if I turned it up. The pinnacle is a what again? Oh, a coin. Yeah. Um, like a Mario coin. Yeah. And then... The sword is the... Is the whip. That makes right, sense. Right? Yeah. Yep. Castlevania style. Yeah. 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 The good uh, blood. Goat blood. Well, oh, that's... we're thinking cups and wands. Mm, we can think about it. We can think about it. Okay. I just... Well, it's a good reminder. I'm glad that we, we are getting this figured out. Yes. Uh, do you want to do another screen mail? Yeah, let's do one more. Oh, Monday, behind the screens, live vision, blueberry mountain, of the apocalyptic flashing white light on the chest. Uh, yeah. No. Anyway, uh, my screen for tonight is Bam. I was just got doing running and uh, uh, there's this part where I was in like a I guess residential neighborhood, but like the four, there's uh, yeah it was probably like four way yeah four way and like stop signs and all that jazz and I could hear somebody coming. Luckily, I wasn't I was going the other direction, but like I could hear somebody coming. I'm like, oh this person better be just like slamming on the brakes or something pretty soon. And nope, they just flew straight through the intersection. You know, and I was just like, ah! Only probably a little bit longer, but you know, and not that it's going to get their attention or anything but like that. But yeah, it's like, dang, dude, just, you know, I mean, you got to stay dangerous and all that, but don't, don't like kill people, you know? Um, cause he, he was just, just dumb. And I don't know, like more lately I've been, I've been thinking, you know, okay, somebody's like being a little crazy on the freeway or something, you know, like maybe shadow doubt, like there's, a, they got like some sort of emergency they're getting to, not necessarily excuse, but you know, justification or whatever, just kind of like, not, you know, not road rage or nothing or not, like over it, just be like, okay, maybe two to the horn or maybe longer horn, but you know, just let things go, but something like that, no, you don't just go blowing through a, you know, stoplight or whatever, and a, or stop sign or whatever, and a, in a kind of quasi-residential area, but anyway, all right, that'd be that. We, um, yeah, maybe I need to go uh, bathe myself and go blood. That'd be cleaner than uh, I am right now. So, yeah, all right, stay dangerous. I love you guys, and kaka, kaka, and a hearty kaka shower to you, caller, comrade Battles. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Get clean with your nasty self. Why don't you purify yourself 
<laughs> in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Oh, wow. Hey. Which, by the way, I drove by when I went to come visit you. Mm-hmm. You sure did. And you know what I said when I drove by the lake? Was it that exact thing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was. It was that exact. I said, why don't I purify? Yes, I said that. Oh, my goodness. That's right. Yeah, That's when, right. when you come out here, I'm going to take you to Prince's house. Shit's crazy. I, I was just out there. <laughs> when, when there's a little more time. All right. You need like a good half day. I need to see Prince's house. I need to see all the burnt down stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, we got Twins a t- game. Uh. Oh. Uh. Never mind. Stand down. Uh, are you ready for some intermission action? I am indeed. Uh, just so everybody knows, we do a little intermission here. It should just be about twelve, thirteen-ish minutes. And uh, then we'll be back with second, second half of show. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. It's a little avant-garde. Ooh.
We now return to Behind the Schemes. Starring Uberry, 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 and Lavish, 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 I will drink to that one. Welcome back to second second half of show for Behind the Schemes. I will also drink to that one. Cheers. I'm not. Delightful. Most delectant. What are you drinking? I am drinking, I think this is the last of the cider that I picked up for us. It was the Sociable Cider Works Road Rash. Oh, yeah. And the Raspberry Still Lemon that Cider. Around, huh? Mm-hmm. That was good stuff. No doubt. When I was over in the Miniocalypse, uh, Booberry was kind enough to enlighten me to some of the local breweries, vintages, cideries, etc. They have some um, killer mead, man. Killer mead. Yeah, I wish I could have gotten a sample some of that. Next time. Next time. Next time on BTS. Oh, the uh, fun fact... It looks like you can revisit the uh, link to the chess game, and you can actually go through a play-by-play if anybody wants to circle back and re-watch it. Yeah, study the tapes. <laughs> I'll be up all night studying these tapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I shall, I shall not be beat again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, this is the uh, part of the show where we like to take a moment and thank all the people that came out and help produce this episode. Yes, that's right. This is a value for value production, which means that uh, we don't have listeners. We have producers. If you're listening to the show, if you're giving us your time, then uh, you are already a producer. And if you contribute to the show in a meaningful way that affects the actual production, well, then by God, you're a freak of hazard. And we like to thank all the producers uh, at this time. And uh, we had coffee coming back in with the magic numbers of $3.33. Coffee. Yes, thank Thanks, you, Coffee. Yeah. Thank you. They were hanging out in the chats earlier, got them set up so they can always connect. Yeah, never, never be unconnected. Mm-hmm. Disconnected. You plug me in, you plug me in, it never stops. Uh, we had Make Heroism. This one, uh, I should step forward and apologize. He had sent this in for the Halloween episode, um, but I had ended up promising Lightbright that I would play a different song for the closer. So I have featured tonight a Halloween mix uh, that Make Heroism did up for us. Mm, thank. Well, thank you, Make Heroism. Very talented fella. Yeah, and I saw over at Spook.Social, this mysterious new player showed up at BTS Shop. Is over on Spook.Social now. What could it mean? Oh, it couldn't mean the litany of wonderful merchandise that we have now available. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And now it's... Stains. Oh, yeah. It's all stains. It's all red. Oh, oh, oh all dead. It's I'm just going to take off my shirt. Oh, dude. I was already shirtless. No joke. Oh. I, I was shirtless. Oh, well, you were ahead of me. I, now I'm shirtless. Now I'm glistening. Oh, this is good for your skin. Get all this blood. Every, oh, oh, fuck. That one got my eye. Ow, that got my eye. 
I've kind of, I've kind of got to the point where oh. I'm just, I'm okay with it in my eye. You know, it's gonna happen. All that pressure in the aorta artery, happen. it's gonna spray. It's gonna blast you. It's gonna, oh god, right there. See, just like that. Just blast. Oh my god. Oh god. At, at this point in my life, I am oh. eyes open, oh. mouth open. I am open. It's in my <laughs> open to the blood. It's in my beer. Um. <laughs> oh. It's all over. Oh god. Oh never. Oh god. Oh god. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give. Uh, oh my oh, goodness. Mmm. <laughs> tastes like iron. Um. It's. It's so. It flows. I love the flow of this. <laughs> I'm going to get a little inflatable pool. And I'm going to just... Oh, yeah. There we go. Collect it all. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, just my. add it to the collection. I'm going to call her, I think... Uh, or, sorry, Booster. Oh, oh my goodness. Um. That was... Uh, uh. You like Huey Lewis in the news? Oh... <laughs> Try getting a reservation at Dorsia now, you stupid bastard. Pizar, the known goat boosting maniac. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, uh, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Am I off? No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen? Eighteen. That's what I have on my eighteen. Account. Eighteen goats are now tasting the blade or have tasted the blade thanks to Pitar through Kierocaster. And Pfeiffer. No, that's Pfeiffer in there too. Oh my god. And Pfeiffer in there, there too. Pfeiffer got one in there, there too. There's so much carnage. Oh yeah. Which one? Oh, yeah. Where is he at? Where is he at? I know I know Pfeiffer had a goat in here. He had one. It's the last one. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this the goat cherry on top. That's right. <laughs> Pizar made the pile, the big ice cream, and then and then Pfeiffer went and put a little Sunday magic on it. With some jimmies and sprinkles. Mm. Well, I guess that's technically the same thing. Some nice mountain oysters. Oh my goodness. That's disgusting. It's also uh, the most tender and nutritious part of the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Banger and Giant says 18 goats too few if you ask me. A, a, or 18 goats too few if you ask me. A goat apocalypse. Mm. Well, if you hang around here in the green room, hang around with us at BTS, uh, which is live every Monday night at 7.30 Pacific, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, you will learn very quickly that we actually have a nice little ranch of goats out behind, and we have them on hand. If people want to slaughter a goat, you're more than welcome to boost us 6,666 Satoshis via a new podcast app, and we will uh, get that goat chopped up for you. Yeah, we got goats, we got gimps, we got mirror trays, we got we got clowns, we got stuff that glows in the dark. You can glow stuff in the dark. That darks in the glow. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, thank you everybody. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you kids. Sexy. You want to do a voice? Yeah. Yeah, let me just get this blood out of my eyes. Okay, I'm ready for the voicemail. Out of my ears, too. Hey, this is Vox. You might have seen me around on the, you know, the No Agenda stream or on No Agenda Social or uh, in the tool rooms and so forth. And anyway, so you were talking about habaneros and the screenings of habaneros. Well, this year, I grew my very first habanero tree ever. And it, right now, nice. I'm looking at it. It's in my, I, I know it's late, and I live in Alaska, and it's, but it's still fruiting because it's in my, what is normally my pot tent, but I don't need to grow any more pot because I have all the pot that I need for the next couple of years. So it's all in my freezer. Sure. So I'm growing these habaneros. And so, um, I had these guests downstairs, and I decided to do deep fry a couple of nights ago. And I, um, I thought, well, I've got this beautiful tree, and it's got these you know, beautiful, brand new, lovely fruits on it. Let me deep fry some of these habaneros. And I cut them in half, mm-hmm. and I took the seeds out, and I deep fried them, and they were so freaking delicious, man! So yeah, they good. Are along with the halibut and the onion rings, and it was fabulous. Oh. And then the next morning, <laughs> nighty. Call her. Vox. What a scream, Vox. That's why they call her Vox. Yeah, let me get you with, with one of these. Welcome to your doom. Mmm. That habanero made her rise from her grave. <laughs> rise from your rise from your grave. I nice guess, work, Fox. I, I guess I didn't realize habaneros grow on a tree. Damn. It's a small tree, but it is a tree nonetheless. Takes a long time, and I respect you for growing that goddamn thing, because the habanero tree takes fucking forever to make. Forever to grow. Uh, you got to do it right. You got to water the shit out of it. Habaneros personally are my favorite pepper. I love them. I think they're they're both spicy and delicious, but they also have the citrus, the citrusiness to them that is just making my mouth water just thinking about it. You're spicy and delicious. Oh no, you no you no you please please sir you please no you oh. <laughs> <laughs> hard to argue against the whip. You're right. <laughs> Many have tried. You have succeeded. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Vox, by the way, hosts a show with uh, an individual named Sam called Complex Candor. And you can find them at complexcandor.com. Uh, the last episode they did was on November 1st. It was called Metaphysics. So they explained the principles of metaphysics. Ooh, very cool. Nice. Very cool. Very legal. Yeah. And I'm sure that having that habanero with some fresh, nice Alaskan halibut, ooh, mama. Ooh, mama, ooh, mama. <laughs> ooh, mommy. That's mm. the one. The, uh, let's, uh, let's get into what you got. All right. Let us do it. Uh, this is a little more topical than what we usually do. Usually we don't do current event news unless it really strikes a chord. And with this guy, I just couldn't help myself 
because this character has been around in my world for a little while and I didn't even realize it. He was all around me all the time and I never, I never noticed him. Uh, this guy has been in the news all over the place. His name is Sam Bankman Freed. And he is the CEO and founder of something called FTX, which is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world. This guy a week ago was a billionaire. He currently is not anymore. Um, have you been hearing about this guy everywhere or what? He was on no agenda. He was, they mentioned him on no agenda. They, he's kind of... The, uh, Bitcoin in general has taken a bit of a dive. It's been at a $20,000 United States dollar resistance point for a good while now, for a couple of months. And it's been hanging strong at 20000 And it took an event from this guy, caused by this guy, to for it to finally dip down below 20000 Right now it's hovering between sixteen and seventeen. And uh, personally, I think it'll... It'll go lower, but <laughs> buy, buy, just, buy. <laughs> yeah, always be buying, I suppose. Go lower, lower. <laughs> but this guy down, damn he, you, down, down. <laughs> maybe that's what they wanted to do. They want to drive this fucker down. They succeeded, man. Weed them out. They, I uh, so podcasting two point got into it for about ten minutes. That gave me the general rundown. OBDM ended up covering it on Sunday for a special broadcast they did, and I actually called in and discussed it with them for, like, I don't know, seven, eight minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, my interpretation is that some financial dickbag came in swinging to a Dimension A landscape with his Dimension B schemes and got the wrong end of a dragon. And, That's uh, one way of putting it, I suppose. Uh, Crutched, uh, one uh, one comparison that he had was uh, Bernie Ma- uh, Madoff in mm-hmm. the Enron stocks. Right. Ponzi scheme. He made scheme. parallels to Ponzi schemes. Yeah, exactly. Classic Ponzi scheme. Well, it is a classic Ponzi scheme, and it's also a modern Ponzi scheme. It's a new take on the Ponzi scheme. Uh, in such a in such a field that wants to so desperately be mainstream, this cryptocurrency situation, which is something that so few people understand, truly that really understand, they have a grasp on what Bitcoin is and what, and then to go on from there, and to use finance vehicles like options trading and leveraging and things like that. When when you combine both the difficulty of the crypto world and the difficulty of the finance world. You have a very exclusive and confusing sort of field that's kind of hard to wrap your head around sometimes. But at the same time, it's very important, and it's something that we all sort of operate within. And this guy is something of a local celebrity. I've been seeing his commercials around for forever now, for at least a year or two. And he gets all the biggest names, and he gets he gets uh, you know Steph Curry from the Warriors. He gets Larry David of Seinfeld fame. Uh, Tom Brady, all these super celebrities to kind of promote his his business. And what his business is, what FTX is, is it's a cryptocurrency exchange. And what is a cryptocurrency exchange, you might say? Well, it's simply a place where you go to not only get Bitcoin, but to get all the other sort of, there, there's so many out there, we call them shit coins around here. 
But um, anybody really can just make what could be considered or classified as a cryptocurrency and then start peddling it. And if people happen to buy into it, if it happens to gain, um, you know, public presence, reputation, and, and people start buying into it, well, then you have situations like with Dogecoin, you know, something that was built purely on some fucking meme. And uh, just because people were really into it, it went through a sort of a tulip mania and it had, you know, it exploded in value. And if you got into the right time, then you could have made a buck on it. But there are a lot of coins like Dogecoin out there that are, that are just obscure, useless, almost basically shit coins. And when it comes to an exchange, you have to go to an exchange, especially in the United States to have access to that market. If you were to hang out, on the forums, if you were to say, hang out on 4chan's biz forum or whatever, uh, there have been times, years at a time where all the, all they do is shill coins, stupid coins that you've never heard of. And a lot of it, I think is, is kind of put on by people like him. They, they create their own coin. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself with this exchange that he has FTX. You can put, put in your American dollars and you can buy Bitcoin. And then with that Bitcoin, you can buy other things, whatever else, whatever, what other coin that you want. And you can engage in that market. Um, and there is money to be made there. Not always in investing or just holding on to the coin, which is the most simple and obvious way to make money. But there are certain sneaky things you can do, like arbitrage, where you buy coin from one exchange and then you find another exchange somewhere on the internet where that coin is, you know, selling for a half a penny more. And then you, you sell it there and, you know, you kind of do funny money shit. You move it around. And with FTX, this was one of the biggest ones around. It had all kinds of funding from all kinds of people. And it made its own coin. It made its own token called FTT, the FTX token. And uh, it was very similar to Binance. Binance, if anyone isn't familiar, is, is probably the largest right now crypto exchange in the world. It's been around for a long time. And they have their own coin that they've created called the Bi- uh, uh, Binax coin or whatever it is. BNB is what it's called. And the, here's, here's the scam or here's the shtick. Say you want to buy whatever. You want to buy cryptocurrency and you go to this exchange like Binance or FTX and they say, well, you can buy you can convert your American dollars into Bitcoin and then you can buy whatever coin you want with that Bitcoin, or you can put your American dollars into my token and we'll give you discounts on trades and we'll subsidize some of your fees. So if you come to Binance and you use the Binance coin, well then all your transactions are going to be facilitated with that Binance coin so that you can get those discounts. And it's kind of an insider shtick. It's almost like if you went to the if you went to a bank, say Bank of America, and they were like, "Well, you can use the American dollar, but we also have Bank of America bucks." And if you use the Bank of America bucks, then everything's like ten percent cheaper <laughs> for exchanging currencies and for facilitating the transaction of money itself, as opposed to buying something. I would like to stop you there for a second and point out that Bank of America bucks could also be shortened to BOA bucks. Boa bucks, which could be a cool coin. Snake dollars, baby. 
Boa box. Well, yeah, if it's not made already, we can make one. <laughs> Get the white paper on it right away. Have them work on the white paper immediately. So what this guy did, this uh, Sam uh, Bankman Freed, is he set up this exchange company where he does these exchanges. He sets up his his phony baloney coin that you can use with his exchange to get cheaper transactions and deals. Then what he does is he sets up dozens and dozens and dozens of other financial institutions that are associated with it. He hires his friends. He hires his ex-girlfriends. He puts them in charge. They make their own coin. They put their coin on his exchange and then if that coin suffers, well, then maybe he sends a little money to them or he moves a little money around. He's paying off his friends. He's paying off his own businesses. And he's creating this multi-level fucking Ponzi scheme where him and his buddies, have, they own the exchange. They own all these tokens. And it's funny money. As long as people keep showing up and putting money into it, as long as people have an interest in cryptocurrency, then they'll come and they'll buy up all these shitty coins that, that don't have any value. But are hyped to all hell and are promoted in a certain circle. And then as it goes, the the money just keeps flowing until it doesn't. And uh, one of the theories as to why there's been such a rough crash is because of interest rates. When you have interest rates go up, uh, you can't go and get these. People have been able to get just these dirt cheap loans. And by people, I mean institutions, banks, and uh, and big businesses, they can go and they can borrow so much money straight from the bank for almost nothing. And they, with that, you can facilitate. And on Wall Street, that turns into stock buybacks, uh, which is, this is very similar to that. If you want your stock to go up, if your stock's suffering, then you use your own money. You go to the bank, you, you take out a loan for like, you know, two, 3% interest. And then you buy up all of your stock and you make the profit that way. You substantiate your stock, you keep it in a level keel, and your business continues all for the low price of 2-3% per loan. But now the loans are 6%, 7%, so as the interest rates go up, there's less and less of that sort of borrowing going on. You have, you have a squeeze, you have less free money or cheap money. So this guy, he saw the writing on the wall. Actually, you know, I got some clips, so why don't we play a few clips and break this up. Well, the Wall Street Journal did uh, so far one of the best jobs I've found at kind of breaking this down and, and releasing a lot of information associated with this guy, but his Twitter page is fucking wild as it is. And we'll get into that in a second, but if you can play my first clip, uh, wall street journal intro and FTX over $150 billion in three days. That's how much the world's 15 largest cryptocurrencies lost in market value. It's because of the crypto exchange platform FTX, which is behind this token, named FTT. On November 6th, the token's value began to fall, losing more than 80% of its worth in the span of 72 hours. Once seen as a survivor in a struggling market, the fall of FTX has sent shockwaves through the cryptocurrency industry. So, what went wrong? FTX is the brainchild of Sam Bankman-Fried, He's commonly known as SBF on social media. He's been previously hailed as a savior of the crypto industry. You were called the JP Morgan yep. of crypto. Yep. Does that bother you or did not? It doesn't bother me too much. 
Bankman-Fried founded the quantitative trading firm Alameda Research in 2017. Two years later, he started FTX, an exchange platform for buying or selling cryptocurrencies. Right now, he's the majority owner of both firms. That kind of aroused some skepticism among industry players and traders, investors, stakeholders, that there could be some sort of conflict of interest in terms of whether Alameda Research was getting preferential treatment on FTX, vice versa. But the official narrative that SBF gave in the past is that the two companies are, are separate entities. After its launch, FTX attracted major investments from Silicon Valley and Wall Street. You know, we've raised a few billion dollars over the course of the last, uh, last couple of years, and we're a profitable business. It grew into the fourth largest cryptocurrency exchange for derivatives trading. Celebrities promoted the platform in ads. I'm getting into crypto. With FTX. You in? It's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. FTX was gaining steam, and in the process, often tussled with Binance, the world's largest crypto exchange by volume. When FTX was getting started, Binance invested in FTX, and it was one of the crypto exchange's earliest investors. But FTX, as we know, grew really rapidly and became a very substantial rival to Binance. It doesn't bother me that people compare me to JP Morgan, the corporation. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Or the guy. You're, mm-hmm. the, you're the big banker man of whatever, of cryptocurrency. They tried so desperately to make this guy a hero, and he's a slob. I mean, if you see pictures of this guy, and you, you know, see his interviews, and you look up this big meeting, this big famous meeting that he had with these guys where he got all this investment, and all these guys were so crazy about him, and he was playing League of Legends the whole time during uh, the interviews, a Zoom yeah. call. He's fucking around playing video games. And people were like, wow, this guy's a genius. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, real quick, uh, we had two boosts from Bully Seed through Fountain. Uh, both of them were, were for 12,600 sats each. Uh, the first one that she said earlier uh, was save the goats. I'm sorry, Bully Steed, but it is far too late for that. <laughs> I mean, 99.99 sats will put one together, so is that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but but other than that, no, there's no. It's over. I'm gonna make the pile bigger, man. Stop. <sighs> Sorry about that. Um, and then uh, the last one was I'm putting my pennies into BTS Freak of Hazards bucks. BTS bucks. BTS bucks. Yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. We are looking for a new Ponzi scheme. We're looking for the next biggest one. Genuinely, though, if we made this podcast in like 2016, 2017, there's a good chance that we would make our own coin, make our own token. It would it would be much more of a reality than it is now. Mm. Just with the way is it is that the shit coins, man, that was the golden age of shit coins. That was like you could make fucking anything. And people are like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's great. If 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 enough people shilled it, then it got a little profit and we would it would gain value. Whoever was early on made a buck and then you'd sell before you thought that it all tanked. <laughs> it's it's the electric version of Tulip Mania. It's it's pure and it's beautiful. I am the hype. Uh if you please play the second clip, uh WSJ FTT in Alameda. As FTX grew in the industry, Bankman Fried furthered his reputation as a crypto savior when digital asset prices collapsed earlier this year. It's not fair to customers. 
He bailed out firms, spending about a billion dollars. It's okay to do a deal that is moderately bad in, in bailing out a place. But that image didn't last. On November 2nd, Coindesk published a report based on a leaked Alameda balance sheet. According to the leaked data, Alameda claimed it had over $14 billion in assets at the end of June. But most of that was FTX's tokens. Alameda CEO Caroline Ellison tweeted that the balance sheet wasn't complete. Caroline also said its financial situation is under control. The company is doing well. However, it seems like the market just didn't really buy that. And then traders um, continue to withdraw from FTX. Whoops. So you, you have two separate entities that are owned by the same guy. You have FTX, the exchange, and then you have Alameda, research which is uh, essentially a crypto hedge fund and its job is to engage in high risk high reward speculative financial vehicles with cryptocurrency they are said to have 14 billion in assets but what is shown is that ftx will sell they will sell their their token ftt they will get the united states dollar they get the real actual fiat money and then they send it over to Alameda, who then buys FTT with that money. So everybody is switching their United States dollars. They're paying themselves in exchange for this worthless token, this FTT token. So the money, poof, vanishes. It's, it's lost in the, in the crypto sphere. And all that's left is you have $14 billion worth of this token of FTT that while people are using it, while it's still this major coin and this major exchange, it has this value. But as soon as it lost that value, and it, and it did that through a series of major, you know, business kerfluffles that this fucking guy did, where Binance is involved, uh, Binance, sorry, <clears throat> I keep saying Binance, it, it kind of switches sometimes the name switch to Binance, um, which is number one, and does what FTX wishes they could do. Um, so this is the Ponzi scheme here. You're taking the money and you're running and you're putting it into this fucking fake token and you're saying, well, the token has value. So they would engage in options trading with that token as collateral. They would use, they would basically make gambles. They would stake the, the token, FTT. And then when they lost, well, they didn't have anything. The, the fucking token was worthless. Once the token collapsed, then you have no collateral. You don't have any, you're, you're, in, you're in debt. You're, you're not fulfilling your obligation. And um, everything that you have, all that money that you had just disappears overnight. Not only does it disappear, but you're in deep debt. And you owe a lot of people a lot of money. Uh, He has Alameda Research run by his, I guess, his ex-girlfriend. Her name is Caroline Ellison. She's 27 years old. By the way, everybody here is like 30 and younger. Everybody here involved in this situation. So she is put in charge of Alameda Research and then through her, he funnels billions of investor money into them. And then they flush it all on risky investments, which went sour when the token collapsed. I would like to point out that I echoed basically the same thing earlier when he said it's okay to make bad decision, uh, bad business decisions sometimes. I said that mm-hmm. during our chess match. Sometimes you got to make a really bad move <laughs> in order to goad somebody. 
his idea of that is if if say it was you and me and you were him and I was your buddy and and the bad decision was paying me or whatever. I make this coin. It's called um uh it's called cotton coin. And it's and it's big. People use cotton coin. A little racist, worth, but continue. It, uh, it, oh well, uh, uh, and so you you've got the cotton coin, and and oh my cotton coin isn't doing so hot. And you come in and you go, well, cotton coin is one of our main coins on our exchange. And I and this is what you say to me: I believe in your mission. I, I believe be- in your in I your be- cause. I believe in your mission. I believe in your cause. You are going to help me make cryptocurrency the greatest thing in the world. I am going to help you make cryptocurrency the greatest thing in this world. Here's a billion dollars. Here is a billion dollars. And I say, thank you. And with that billion dollars, I buy a billion dollars worth of cotton coin. I pocket it. Spread out in all directions. And there you go. I'm left with... and then. That that stock buyback effect is is happening. Where as long as money is going into the box, then it works and everything continues to flow. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money. Here we go. Here comes the money. <laughs> Just like so, that, it's so easy. It's it, it is for a while <laughs> till it isn't. <laughs> So everything starts to collapse. All these shit coins, all these relationships, it starts meaning nothing and, and everything is losing money even more rapidly because they're doing leverage trades and options and all kinds of super high risk shit where you can lose in basically any f- amount of money in a matter of seconds if things don't go your way. So Binance steps in again and says, well, we'll buy, they do uh, what Elon did with Twitter. I'll come in and I'll buy you out and I'll pay you cash and I'll, I'll, you know, take over these liabilities and we'll keep the, the gravy train rolling. And Binance comes in and he looks, he takes a good look. The Binance is run by a guy named CZ, who uh, I believe is a Chinese guy uh, or a Thai guy. And he, uh, and he says, well, I've looked at your books and, uh, I can see that your FTT token and your whole business model is a sham and it's worth nothing. So Binance in turn sells uh, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of FTT in one day. They dump all of the FTT that they have. And when the number one exchange in the world decides to dump this this coin, that's when the real floodgates uh, blew open. And everybody starts selling. Everybody who's in the know sees what Binance is doing, sees what CZ is doing, and they follow suit because they know that this coin is absolutely going in the gutter. Uh, if you could please play three uh, SBF WSJ Binance sells. Things escalated on November 6th when Binance said it would offload hundreds of millions of dollars of FTT. Binance did not respond to a request for comment. The announcement sparked mass withdrawals. That day, FTX processed $4 billion of transactions, many times the normal amount for a day. Some got backlogged, which sparked demand for more. By November 7th, that number ballooned to $6 billion. On the 8th, a day later, FTX's finances were in crisis. 
Binance stepped in and said it would buy the company. Oh no! It seemed like FTX might have solved its liquidity problem. But on the 9th, Binance backed out of the non-binding acquisition. The next day, the journal reported that FTX used money from customers to fund risky bets made by Alameda. It's a shocking revelation for a lot of people in the industry because even though there has been a lot of speculation about FTX and Alameda Research being joined at the hip, nobody could have foreseen that SBF was willing to transfer billions of customer funds at the, his crypto exchange to help his crypto trading firm. The Securities and Exchange Commission and Justice Department are investigating FTX, according to a person familiar with the matter. This is not like the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ. They take people's money, they borrow against it, it's, it's not much disclosure, and then they trade against their customers. A spokesperson for the Justice Department declined to comment. Bankman-Fried told investors that FTX couldn't cover withdrawals since its collateral was dropping in value and couldn't be liquidated according to people familiar with the matter. On the 11th, Bankman-Fried resigned as CEO and FTX and Alameda filed for bankruptcy. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) You got a situation... Go ahead. You got thoughts on this? It just sounds like a free fall. It's a classic bank run, at least in the way that they kind of portray it here. You have money in FTX and you want to pull out your money or you want to you want to sell some of your tokens so you want to sell FTT for American dollars get your American dollars back but cash out but they don't actually have those finances on hand because they went and just blew it on whatever it's all in FTT that's their collateral and they they claim that that is a, a, a stable enough asset that they can rely on that but you go in you want to get your money back and in order for them to give you that money they have to go and sell FTT for American dollars so that they can cover that obligation they aren't able to do that because FTT is worthless. And so you have a bank run. You have people who can't get money out of the bank and they're freaking out. And that just causes more and more people to, to come in and, and try to pull their money out. And the whole thing escalates. And uh, Bully Seed is sending you praise uh, saying preach lavish for uh, 12,600 sets. Oh, well, thank you, Dame Bully Steed. The twelve six hundred. That's the that's the name of the game tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, episode number. Hell yeah. Uh huh. I like it. Nice work. Nice work. Um. Now, with all of this funny money and all of this weird, you know, money goes in and doesn't go out. What's in the black box type of thing? Wouldn't you say that there might be a little uh, opportunity for maybe? Oh, I don't know. Corruption? Maybe some money laundering, perhaps? Hmm. I suppose that there could be the potential of an opening of a metaphysical window that, by chance, some of the more corrupt-minded like individuals that they would attempt to sneak on through. Yes. Yes. Perhaps. I mean, when you have a situation where $14 billion in assets just disappears, poof, in one day, $14 billion. I mean, who's counting all of that money? Where's all that money going? Who actually, 
Where, where does that money exist in a, in a physical, tangible form? Who's to say? Hmm. Who is to say? Could it be going to another country by, by chance? It could be going to another country. It'd be, it could be coming from another country. Oh. Perhaps if a certain political party or government has been lending an absurd amount of money to a certain country, then that country can take that money and perhaps, oh, I don't know, uh, use a crypto exchange as a reserve and put that money back into, say, something like FTT. And then whoever owns that company who is getting all of this money uh, could maybe also re-donate that back to the exact political parties that enacted the entire transaction to begin with. Perhaps you have a global circular money laundering operation right below your very nose. Yeah, but people are way too stupid to collaborate in such a manner. Everything's so random. Nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, there's there's, uh, there's you know, no way these people... Excuse me, I'm sorry. There's no way that... Um, certain individuals involved with uh, in or around Binance and F- or I'm sorry, uh, FTX. Uh, there's no way that they had email and were communicating. Yeah, all this money goes exactly where it's supposed to go to the people and to good causes. Uh, except for one thing, there is a little tiny amount of money that is kind of un- unaccounted for. If you could play the fourth clip, WSJ. A million missing. Afterwards, FTX said it was probing a potential hack. More than $370 million worth of crypto funds appeared to be missing, according to crypto analytics firm Elliptic. On the 12th, the journal reported that Alameda and FTX executives knew that FTX had lent its customers money to Alameda. So a lot of uh, retail traders and investors I've talked to are feeling desperate or frustrated. The majority of the people in the industry could not have seen this coming because FTX is such a dominant player. The fallout has led other companies to tout their reserves and call for more transparency in the industry. As of November 11th, according to the bankruptcy filing, FTX's estimation of their liabilities would make it the largest crypto-related bankruptcy ever filed. Damn. No, no shit. <laughs> Whoops. Oops. <laughs> so, did, did I do that? Mm, $370 million? That's nothing. I don't know where it went. Could be under the couch. Who knows? You know. Blow it so one much night. Money. Blow it one night in Bangkok, man. One night in Bangkok is all you need. $370 million, How much does that get you in Bangkok? Quite a bit, I would imagine. A couple of beers. <laughs> At the very least. At the very least, I would hope. Jeez. Uh, aside, maybe you could buy Bangkok. Uh, who knows? Um, you probably could at some point. But it seems that there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of, uh, as you said, open windows for anybody who wants to maybe exploit the system, who has the knowledge to exploit it. They might want to climb through and do that because really, who at the SEC and who at the Treasury Department has this uh, knowledge of the system? in a way that they can regulate that sort of thing. It's a very complicated thing. It's tough to regulate and it's going to take probably decades for people who grew up with it and who are well-versed in it to actually have senior positions at these uh, regulation agencies that would otherwise be in charge of facilitating that sort of thing. 
But in the meantime, we have theoreticals. Now, this guy was on CNBC, and he was talking to uh, the news outlet about the people that we all really should be worrying about. You know them. I know them, Booberry. Those Russian oligarchs. <gasps> those damned, dirty Russian oligarchs. Oh, now, my goodness. Can you, in a, in a few words, describe what an oligarch is? Uh, I would say it's a very affluent, wealthy member of Russian society that, uh, I guess the meme of it is that they work hand-in-hand with Putin, or they're like a, it's almost like a council of the well-to-dos of influence in Russian society. That's a, a good way of putting it. I would say yes. Uh, it's a, to put it even, even more abstract, it's a wealthy person or family who contributes a lot of money and time into influencing the government. Now, as you know, in America, we have no such system here. No, not at all. Uh, there's no such thing as an American oligarch. There are merely donors mm. and, uh, and PACs and uh, think tanks. These are the things that, and NGOs, non-governmental organizations, these are the things that push policy uh, from the ground up. True grassroots change as far as the national and international scene is concerned. Uh, and it doesn't matter that these think tanks and these NGOs are run by rich people and families with particular business interests. That is neither here nor there, because you have that extra buffer, uh, then they aren't oligarchs. They're just good old-fashioned citizens of, of a functioning democracy. Uh, but in Russia, you have oligarchs, and these are rich guys who try to, to control government policy. And these guys are the most obvious bad guys. These are the guys who would really exploit the system, right? These are the evil guys. So what is stopping the Russian oligarchs from abusing the system and using it as its own dirty laundromat? I have uh, no idea. <laughs> let's, let's ask. Let's ask. Maybe you please play clip five. And here's a disclaimer. Lizards really talk this way. Joining us now, sure. FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried. Runs a, a big international crypto exchange. Sam, first of all, how, how easy is it for these Russian oligarchs to use crypto to hide their wealth and evade sanctions? It's a really good question. And the answer today is that it's very difficult to do so. Um, there are a very large number of checks in place to prevent that. Everything from their bank to the bank that they would be wiring money to that the exchange would be using, doing sanctions checks to the exchanges themselves, doing know your customer processes and sanctions checks on the banks involved and the people involved, doing sanctions checks on the tokens involved and on any transfers going out as well. So there are a lot of processes in place uh, to prevent this from happening. And I think they've been fairly effective at preventing it. Although it, it is only because these processes are in place that, that it is difficult. A number of years ago, this was a much bigger problem for the space. Well, and I was wondering because a UN report has said that North Korea, for instance, used stolen cryptocurrency to help fund a missile program and that Iran mined Bitcoin to help try to evade oh, no. sanctions. So, so there is a history here of bad behavior and hiding behind crypto. Yeah, I think if you rewind to 2017, 2018, uh, the space was a lot weaker in terms of compliance in general and specifically in terms of sanctions checks. 
This is true basically across the board. And there are also some specific venues that, that were particularly uh, exploited for this manner. Um, over the last four years, partially because of the work of law enforcement, partially because of the work of regulators, policymakers, and partially because of the work of the industry, a lot of that has gotten cleaned up. Yeah, in four years, all of that went away. Wow. <laughs> so this is the theoretical. This is putting... Let me let me just stop blimped, you, blimped, blimped, blimped. Let me stop you there for a second, because the interviewer was asking, uh, or had mentioned there that you know, there's plenty of uh, people doing bad things or bad actors with uh, with the Bitcoin and whatnot. Iran, for example. Show me any anybody that has not done bad with the with the currency of their nation or the currency of oil. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, if you want to talk about the history of currencies and about what makes money money, then yeah, I mean. I could I could do a whole comparison just right now to to greenbacks and graybacks of the Civil War. We can talk about whatever it is that gives money value and whatever it is that ends that currency. What makes that currency go away? What does the collapse of money entail? And we've seen many currencies collapse, even in our lifetime. The the German Deutschmark and all kinds of different currencies have have disappeared. And money really isn't as uh, stable a thing and we were on the gold standard like fucking 50 years ago and, you know we've only been off the gold standard since the late 60s and you and i have never lived in a world where there is a gold standard but it's it wasn't that long ago you know the, the the whole system was completely different and it's only been a couple decades that we have been on this system this this uh, fractional reserve system that is entirely rooted it gets all of its power and all of its legitimacy from a coordinated central bank that is established in just about every country in the world. Every single country in the world has a, has a collaborative central bank that, that is, they all work in tandem. It's the giant octopus with the tentacles. <laughs> um, so with this, I thought it was funny just to see the other end. You, it's easy to see what you can do with this stuff. All the bad stuff you can do when you say that the bad guys are going to do it. But what's harder to think is, well, hey, so if all of the bad guys can do it, then all of the quote-unquote good guys are probably doing it. And that the only thing that really stops anybody are the banks. If the banks go through the trouble to find you or, or to do some regulative measure, that is the only thing that will stop you from being able to participate in this, in this phony baloney system. If you happen to be friends with the banks, or if you are the fucking bank, then guess what? Who the fuck's going to stop you from doing anything? Mm, nobody? That's, well, uh, I guess the natural uh, course of things when it comes to Ponzi schemes, that's what's going to stop you. Or, you know, the ex ex exchange rate or the interest rate or shit that's beyond your control. A house of cards will fall. Um, if you could please play six SBF coordinated efforts. So what about this new bill from Senator Elizabeth Warren? D do you think it is effective in, in trying to find any of that? And, and can you trace that? It puts it on the Treasury Secretary to find some instances of Russian oligarchs, for instance, getting around sanctions through crypto. 
So, I mean, I'll, I'll say, you know, we've been coordinating with all of the, the relevant surge enforcement agencies, you know, including people from Treasury uh, on our policies around this. Working um, with the and, Treasury Department. You know, I, I think in general, they've been extremely constructive. I think we've been able to uh, to effectively prevent it. We've been able to trace a number of tokens, you know, related to, to financial crimes and consistently, you know, stop them from being able to, to cash out, um, including some of the, the more high profile ones. So, you know, I, I think that this is it is an effective process, although it does take a lot of work. And it's really important that the industry does keep that up and keeps up that cooperation with law enforcement on this so that that, you know, does remain the case. Wow. So works with not only law enforcement, but works with the government itself, works with the Treasury Department and therefore works with the administration, the presidential administration, the current one. And it's really important work. It's very important work. And they're there to help. They're the good guys. You know, when when the Treasury has a question about this stuff, they come to us. And we're the ones that, that help them out. The so-called experts. Now, why do you think this guy has such a, a tight tie to the government? And to, in particular, the Biden administration, the Democratic Party? Um, it's well, obvious why because, would he do that? because he wants to be part of the solution something to usher in a new age of democracy uh, with and, and finance. That's Just it. like our boy, Larry Fink. <laughs> yeah. Gather, gobble it all, gobble it all up. Just, it's about, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just thinking hungry, hungry hippos just eating all the marbles, but doing it for justice. It's about doing it for justice. Booberry. That's what Larry Fink and Sam Bankman-Fried and all these cats, that's their, when people ask them why they do what they do, they say, because we're doing the right thing. I don't know about you, but every game of Hungry Hungry Hippos that I play is always in the name of justice. Well, there's no justice for those delicious little marbles. The in- hippos always win. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> do you like olives on your pizza? Uh... Uh, I'm I'm more into cheese. Mm, mm. Well, that's fair. That's fair. A plain pizza, you know, simple man <laughs> with exquisite tastes. Take I'll take a vanilla paste pizza, please. <laughs> I want pizza on my pineapple. Ooh, there you go. I like that. You might be onto so something I- with that one. I actually saw somebody had like a slice of pineapple and they had these little tiny slices of pizza on the pineapple. I was, I was tickled. I have to admit it tickled me. It was, it was the perfect storm of memeage. <laughs> made me very happy. So, uh, this guy, he goes on interviews all the time with CNN, CNBC, Yahoo finance, hangs out in the Bahamas with Bill Clinton, Tony Blair. Uh, and he is, He's working on, as they say, uh, he's working on being the second largest donor to the Democrat Party, uh, particularly in these last midterms. He, he donated millions upon millions. It's quite the accomplishment. I, I, I hear they have lots of people always coming out for him. Yeah. I mean, they certainly are coming out for him. <laughs> if that's what you mean. Hey, yo. Uh, I said the second largest donor. You know, the, the first largest donor is to the Democratic Party. Mm. My man himself, Bill the douchebag extraordinaire. Not Bill Gates, but my my douchebag. Oh, Soros. 
George Soros. So this guy fancies himself a Soros. He gives an inordinate amount of money to the Democrat Party to all these different campaigns. Millions of dollars. He also, and this is according to the Epoch Times, uh, has a strange relationship uh, with the Ukrainian government, which used the exchange as a depository of funds. Uh, Bangman Fried bragged about it. And there is a Twitter link in the show notes. As a matter of fact, well, I don't know. What, what do you think about playing a, a Twitter uh, video? Oh, I am down for anything. It's two minutes. We'll play probably. We don't really need to play about half of it. So uh, let me put the link in the chat. And you can see for yourself what he says about his relationship with the Ukrainian government. Last time we talked we were talking about philanthropy and i know you set up working with the ukrainian government ways to use crypto to raise money for the government i just wanted to ask you quickly because obviously they've also changed the rules concerns about sort of spillover effects and substitution away from their currency yep. how much money did you raise and what do you think about this as you know, a tool for the governments but also the risks associated with it too yeah absolutely and, and i think that that gets to the point that this can be a great thing for the world, I think it can also be a really messy Great thing, thing for the world. Um, but I, I, I think that that at its core, you know, we, we've we've seen uh, millions of dollars go through, um, you know, the systems we, we've given. I think. Some- can I, I'm gonna. I have to ask you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the clips that you've been pulling uh, come from interviews with him, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. Zoom calls. Is he shaking in all of the Zoom calls? Because I'm watching this. Everyone. He's got. He's tremoring. He has a nasty uh, leg shake. You know, when you uh, shake, when you yeah. do the up and down with your leg. And I do that myself. I'm, you know, I, I'm not trying to push the guy because, you know, I have that tick as well to a certain degree. And I try to fight it a lot. Uh, this guy cannot help himself. Every single interview that he's in, he, he looks like he's just tr- tremoring. Kevin Bacon tremors. Uh, because his his he's got a rabbit foot going under that desk. It just means that he's a genius, Booberry. It means that he's an eccentric <laughs> genius, and you should invest in his company. Bye, 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 bye. Uh, sorry, we'll continue. Something close to a million ourselves as well uh, to support uh, you know humanitarian aid um, and, and growth in Ukraine, and I. You know, I think when you think about what it would take to get, I, uh, you know, to get funds both to the the government there, where we do have a relationship with the Ukrainian government um, for raising capital um, for them using cryptocurrencies um, that that runs through FTX. Um, you know, whether it's getting money to the government or whether it's getting money um, to individuals there in need. Um, you know, there are no friends outside of the banks, and, and 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 this gets to I think one of the you know places where it can be really important to have a fully digital banking system um, and, uh, you know, fully digital, uh, you know, way of, of handling payments. And I think that's, you know, uh, an international one that that's the core of what we've been, you know, helping to support in, in Ukraine. Yeah. I think it's a, a healthy conversation to be having away from some of the noise of digital assets and cryptocurrencies yep. themselves that the work goes on beneath. Sam, great to chat to you. Come back soon, please, because um, I have a million more questions for you. But as always, no, not enough yeah, time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So he uh, is used by the Ukrainian government as a depository of funds. 
through his electronic bank, which is essentially what FTX has become. It's become a bank in its own right, a very flimsy one, but for a time it was that, functioned as that, along with its, and I'm telling you, he's got at least 70, 80, maybe over 100 companies that he started on top of this one that are that are part of it, that are buying and selling and fucking doing all kinds of funny money shit we can't even believe. Are those known um, as shell companies? Yeah, basically. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to figure it out. Yeah, he's a he's a, a clam. Oh, a real clam. Wow, that's not a real term, but it is now. It is now <laughs> coined. So he gets this money from Ukraine, and then he pumps a bunch of money. Guess what? To the midterm campaigning, the Biden administration. Um. There's definitely no uh, you know conflict of interest there. And in this article that I'm reading, it kind of uh, makes a parallel to the Iran-Contra scandals of the Reagan administration, which uh, revealed back-channel funding deals to, uh, f- to fund paramilitary organizations in South America that were uh, anti-communist. But that doesn't mean much, you know, as, as far as a moral record goes. You can be mass murdering anti-communist, which is what a lot of these guys were, just go in and kill everybody. And and we were funding that through with dark money and with what I believe was probably a good slice of that CIA cocaine money. They would we would fund them, we'd give them guns, and then they would go and take out the communist enemy, and they would uh, send back uh, cocaine, which the CIA would then distribute uh, into. Four cities. So Equals that is, money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as Bankman's family is concerned, his mother was a co-founder of a PAC, Mind the Gap PAC, which sole purpose is to fund Democratic p- campaigns. Uh, his brother Gabe Bankman Fried started a pandemic company called Guarding Against Pandemics, where they raised billions of dollars to support the Biden administration. <laughs> in the name of the pandemic, whatever that means. Nice. Um, yeah, That's it goes on and on. Solid science. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, with that, he's got this lobbying power. If you can please play the next clip, lobbying, uh, lobbying power. Well, I know your industry has found a new lobbying power. You, you've been a big backer of Democratic politicians, President Joe Biden. Have you backed Senator Elizabeth Warren? And, and why... Why do you go to Democrats typically? Are they friendlier toward Bitcoin regulation? <laughs> so I, I've given to, to both parties, and I think there's sort of the high-profile donation to, to you know um, to Biden, um, you know, in in the presidential election. But but you know, more recently, I have given to to, to both sides of the aisle, and you know, some of these are just good governance uh, type donations looking you know, from both parties at people who um, you know just unrelated to crypto. I think will help lead our, our country in a constructive. Um, you know, direction. I, I think we've also found an increasingly bipartisan approach to cryptocurrencies themselves. I think that wasn't so much the case a year ago. I think there's more of a partisan split, you know, um, back back in, you know, uh, 2020, 2021. But, but, but I think both parties have been, um, with, you know, in general, pretty constructive on it. And, and I think that's been reflected in what you see with the executive order. I think it's been you know, reflected in the chatter that you see coming out of Congress in some of the bills around stablecoin regulation that you see 
you know, being drafted, all of which I, I think would help move the space forward. They'd help bring more of the activity back on short, creating a licensing pathway, while also giving more regulatory oversight and customer protection what uh, about, to the agencies. What about Senator Warren in particular? Have you given to her? Uh, I, I don't know that that I have. I you know I I, I, I could look up exactly who I have, and I, I can't tell you for sure off the top of my head. Yeah, we couldn't find um, it either. <laughs> <laughs> Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I care a lot about this, but I don't care enough to know who I actually give money to. Oh yeah, and here's Warren in the wings. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> oh, Warren knows. <laughs> Poor Elizabeth Warren. She's just, uh, she never stops getting it, does she? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So this guy really is the the Larry Fink. The this is he is crypto's answer to ESG to. We're going to invest in things not because they make us money, but because we're trying to make the world a better place, whatever that means. It's a very noble goal. Which, as you probably know, and as most people should know by now, when someone says that they're trying to take control of your life in the name of making the world a better place, they're probably full of shit, and they're (laughs) just... They they either believe their own bullshit, and in, in that case, they're a, a a fanatic and a and a bug, and they should be crushed before they ruin more lives. Is no tyranny is enacted with more cruelty or with more force than a tyranny that is done in the name of you know making the world a better place or pushing some sort of ideology. And not having a real, actual, grounded, pragmatic source. Yeah, but Facebook told me to lay down and show my belly. So, I'm just going to do that instead. Big times. (laughs) Yeah, big times. Uh, There was one other gentleman. I'm, I'm almost done at the end of my row of clips here. There was one other gentleman who I thought did a very, very good job at breaking down some of this stuff. Uh, He has a channel on YouTube, which is called, oh, it's just his name, Patrick Boyle. He has a little under 400,000 subscribers, and he did a a couple, I clipped just one or two things from his little spiel on it, which I wanted to share. So if you could please play clip eight. Sam Bankman-Fried's trading firm, Alameda Research, allegedly owes his crypto exchange, FTX, eight to ten billion dollars after taking loans that were possibly funded by deposits from FTX customers. This is all according to the Wall Street Journal. Both Alameda, the hedge fund, and FTX, the exchange, are controlled by Sam, who issued an apology on Twitter yesterday saying that he should have done better, followed by some legal disclaimers that don't look like they were written by an actual lawyer. So FTX allegedly lent over half of its customer funds to Alameda, who then used these funds to bet on other cryptocurrencies and to help out other crypto firms that have been struggling this year. Yeah, I mean, that that just sounds like the gift of giving, man. Just the gift of giving. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take a bet on Booberry coin and uh, I'm going to put some call options on it because I know that that Booberry coin is going to go up. And while I'm at it, I'm also going to give Booberry a billion dollars to put into Booberry coin. I'm sure that 
sure that it'll be fine. There's no, there's no influence. It's all perfectly clean finance. Right. And you know, of course there's nothing to worry about because it's not technically your money that you're giving me. So like, you know, what's, what's your risk? It's not my money. It's, it's this other person. It's this company that I started that's run by my ex-girlfriend that I have a majority stake in, but it's not my company. It's, I don't actually have a, a stake in it. Look at all that trust you're wielding, my guy. Wow. I'm just trying to make the world a better place, Booberry. Oh, so good. And you and me both, we're going to make it a better place. People should invest in us because we are good people. Yeah, it's and very sloppy. We just want to make things work. The world needs us. Don't you understand? <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> Don't you fucking understand? Don't you get you're it? You're supposed to do the right fucking thing, you silly little fucking bitch. We are on the, on the right side of history, okay? <sighs> That's right, and you aren't. So, guards, <laughs> get this one. Yeah, Throw him over the fucking thing. And if you don't let me stick ya, I'll take your job. How about that for a fuck <laughs> you? This guy's a racist. Get him out of here. <laughs> get this racist out of here. He's uh, in the way of progress. Progress. Uh... He also makes a little uh, snipe on this Caroline Ellison character, his 27-year-old ex-girlfriend who was in charge of Alameda Research. When he met her, I guess she was dressed up in a certain costume. If you please play clip nine. Alameda Research was run by 28-year-old Caroline Ellison, a diehard Harry Potter fan, according to the news. The venture capital firm Sequoia Capital had a magazine-style article on their website, which has since been deleted. It read like a Dan Brown novel. I'm not sure that these people are big readers. And it was titled, Sam Bankman-Fried Has a Savior Complex, and Maybe You Should Too. Luckily, before it was deleted, I took some screenshots. The article describes how when Ellison met up with Sam to learn about what he was doing in the crypto industry, she was dressed as a sultry wood nymph. Who even knows what that would look like? Well, they included a photo in the article. So there you go. Now you know what a sultry wood nymph looks like. Is that the photo that's linked? In the show it's notes? the photo in the show notes. It's just uh, right up there uh, underneath her her little blurb. Right there. it's uh, She's wearing like an elven pendant and some lights uh, for a crown. And she just looks like your typical nerdy SF tech chick in probably the most half-assed like wood nymph outfit I could possibly think of. Any less, and you'd just be wearing clothes. <laughs> Damn. You seen this picture? I have not. I've heard. It's, I've, I heard. it's in the notes. Yeah. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I thought you were asking uh, prior to this conversation. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Yep. Yeah, no, I just, no way you've seen it before this, because it's fucking obscure, but... Uh, uh, I, the, the lights are cool. I like the, um, the headdress. That is a $14 billion headdress, my friend. I would believe it. That's right. It's all it takes. Sometimes. Do you think it's made out of radium? It's kind of radium colored. Uh, you should probably send her a letter. Inform her. Do, uh, you, do of, you know what you have on your head? 
She's like, radium? You mean... She knows the exact atomic weight of radium. I guarantee it. That checks Um, out. (laughs) Yeah. And in this picture, they're obviously at some fucking, like, San Francisco house party. That's kind of what I like about all these interviews and all this shit that I see, all these images of him. He's either in a... And obviously, like, super techie San Francisco corporate office that I often work in. Or it's in a, you know, a jank fucking San Francisco apartment, which I've lived in. <laughs> so, all this is kind of shouting out to me. Um, yeah, so he, he basically had this whole ordeal go down. Binance backed out. His $14 billion net worth collapsed overnight. All of his uh, octopus tentacles shriveled up and died. His Biden and his WEF and his Ukraine connections were all exposed. And um, and he melted down on Twitter. And you can go onto his Twitter, uh, SBF uh, underscore FTX, and you can see for yourself this meltdown that he had, uh, his 2022 threaded comment thing where he starts off with, man, I fucked up. And if you go down a little bit below that, just a couple days ago, November 8th, this is this all went down on November 10th. It's currently, or I'm sorry, yeah, November 10th. It's currently November 14th. On November 8th, he made this announcement on Twitter. He said, the things have come full circle, and Binance has agreed to buy us out. They're, they're working on clearing out withdrawal backlog. They're helping out with our liquidity problems. Everything's going to be great. And Binance is coming in. And thanks, CZ, and thanks all you guys. We're making the world a better place, and we're creating a freer economic world. And then two days later, he was like, fuck you, CZ. Fuck Binance. (laughs) This is bullshit. You know, FTX US is okay. International is in the shit. And then one minute later, he's like, actually, just kidding. FTX USA is in the shit or two. We're fucked. Fuck these guys. And then had a had a big old meltdown. It's it's hilarious to watch. This guy's a weirdo, total fucking weirdo. But he tried to be the bank, and he tried to do it in a way that was Ponzi-ish. And it reminded me of something that uh, old Elon said on uh, episode fifteen oh two of No Agenda with Elon trying to turn Twitter into a bank. This is the same sort of fucking issue where if say say Elon wanted to turn Twitter into like a PayPal type thing. PayPal doesn't have its own token. What it has is it has credit in the name of the American dollar. So you can have a credit card with PayPal. You can, you know, do payment options and all of their collateral and all of, all of what they transacted is the American dollar with Twitter. You can do that. Or you can have Twitter bucks. Wing, bing, 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 Twitter bucks. Oh Yeah. <laughs> If you want to transact, and then if you know we can have credit there, and you can have ten Twitter bucks, you can reclaim later, and blah blah blah. This is this is Elon's sort of uh, somewhat vision, as as he's as he mentioned on fifteen oh two. We can do the the clip that I've got. This is my last clip of the night. Elon make Twitter a bank, NA, and this is directly taken from fifteen oh two. We we also need to enable uh, monetization of, of content for oh, creators, yeah. um, and if we uh, provide creators with the ability to post what they create on our platform and to monetize it uh, at a rate that is at least competitive with the alternatives, then, of course, creators will natively post their content on Twitter. Why not? 
So those are no, those are kind of no, no-brainer moves. Of course they will. Um, it's no-brainer. Um, no-brainer. Also key off of verification, uh, paid verified, is now we know that, that this is someone who is has been authenticated by the payment system, mm. uh, by the sort of conventional payment system. Now we can say, like, okay, you've got a balance on your account. Uh, do you want to send money to some, or money to someone else within Twitter? Um, and maybe we pre-populate the their account with and say, okay, we're going to give you, you know, 10 bucks um, and you can send it anywhere within Twitter. Um, then if, if you want to ex- get it out of the system, then, um, okay, well, now you need to send it to a bank account. So now attach an authenticated bank account to your, your, your Twitter account. Um, then the next step would be, uh, let's offer an extremely compelling money market uh, account so you get extremely high yield uh, on your balance. Uh, then why not move cash into Twitter? Great. That sounds like a good idea. Um, and then add debit cards, checks, and whatnot. And I think it will be... Ex- checks. Just ba- basically make the system as useful as possible. The, the more useful and entertaining in the world. it is, the more people will use it. Entertaining. Does he know this is recorded and broadcast on the internet? <laughs> this is... Not- if he knows, nobody's paying attention. That's right. I'm starting to kind of understand. He's trying to shill a shit coin to people that they'll think uh, has some arbitrary value. And then whenever the, the plug gets pulled on the whole operation, just like this one, that house of cards is uh, going to come tumbling down. Except the shit coin he's talking about is the good old United States dollar. Wait, what? That's right. That's that's Twitter's. That's Elon's deal. Is he he wants to? He doesn't want to make a Twitter dollar. He doesn't want to make a Twitter coin. He wants to just use money. He wants to use the dollar. Oh. And, and that way, he wants to turn Twitter into a bank with debit cards and checks. I guess that was a uh, misunderstanding on my part. Oh, it's all good. It's wow. it's fucking confusing and. The whole thing is baffling, honestly. But, um, but you know, this is Mr. PayPal talking, and he's saying, "Well, we're just going to do this for fun. We're going to do this because people will love it because it's a great idea. Because <laughs> it's a great idea. We're trying to make Twitter better. We're trying to make the world a better place. And the way we're going to do that is by turning Twitter into a bank. And it and it brings up the the point of money. What is money? Well, money is what the bank says it is." If you can go to the bank and you can give them whatever it is that you have, and they will give you a currency in exchange, then what you have is money. And you can't do that with gold now. You can't take gold to a bank. I couldn't take a, a bar of gold to the Bank of America and exchange it for money. It mm-hmm. doesn't work like that anymore. Nope. Um, and the United States dollar, I've said this before on the show, for all intents and purposes, is a digital currency. 98, 99% of all transactions that happen with the United States dollar are happening electronically. And there isn't cash being exchanged. There are no physical assets being exchanged. It's zeros and ones in a computer. Computers talking to one another. That's what money is now. And you can transact. I mean, it's a different system. With the United States dollar, you have a central banking system. You have a third party that verifies and, and engages in all these transactions. You have to put your faith in a bank 
And then with Bitcoin, you have a decentralized, a different system. And what Bitcoin does is it solves a computational problem that most people don't even know exists. Uh, it, it, it addresses something that most people don't know is even a problem to begin with. Because money is so fucking convoluted and complicated. But what Elon wants to do is he wants to to stay towards the side of of this fiat as opposed to creating an even more worthless non-fiat currency like FTT or like Binance Coin, which is still doing great. I mean, Binance and Binance Coin, that's fucking fine. I bought Binance Coin, Blueberry, I bought Binance Coin back in 2017 for 25 bucks. And then I forgot about it for years. And I went back in 2020 during all of the craziness that was going on. Mm-hmm. You know how much that same fucking Binance coin was worth? $33? $650. Damn. I turned $25 into $650 by buying this fucking weird exchange token. And I could go in and I can switch it out. And the, the difference between Binance and FTX is I could actually take my Binance coin and sell that thing for 600 bucks and they'll give me 600 bucks. <laughs> you know, they have the capital. They actually have the reserves in place to pay out people when they need to, when they show up, which is what doesn't cause a bank run. It's the, the cure for a bank run. So these sorts of things, they exist and they float out there and it takes a bank to notice and to regulate it. And when it comes to cryptocurrency, we've seen again and again, the best thing to do is to buy and fucking forget about it. Buy it, put it in a wallet that you control, a Trevor wallet or whatever the fuck, you put it in a wallet and you let it sit in your closet for five, 10 years. That's how you make money, big time. If, with the with the current a course of action that it's been. And in the history of Bitcoin, there have been probably three major bull runs that I can imagine. There's the 2013 run, there's the 2017 run, and then there's this most recent one, which I call the 2020 Christmas run. And these are the three periods in Bitcoin's history where the, it, it reached a new paradigm. Where it, the first one in 2013 is when it went from being six bucks to hundreds of dollars. And then in 2017, that was when it was thousands. And then in 2017, it went from, I don't know, 10,000, 15,000, back down to five. And it hovered down to five and four before the Christmas run of 2020, where it exploded from $4,000 to $60,000 within less than a year. So you have these big runs that happen, and then you have the collapses. And they're actually pretty uniform, and they all kind of look the same when you when you zoom out and you look at them all together. It's a little and right step now, ladder. Yeah, it's a it's like a roller coaster. You go tick 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 you know, you go up, then drop, and you go up, then drop, and then sometimes it's that exact opposite motion where you go up and drop. <laughs> it, it happens so fast. And that's the fucking real issue with crypto is that when shit happens, it happens fucking fast. If you don't, you're not looking at this thing every day, you know, 
and it'll stay the same for years and years. And then one day, boom, just jams. And you're either there to catch it or you aren't. Yeah. And uh, head, a, head on a swivel. <laughs> yeah. It's a dirty thing. And with this guy, with this uh, Sam Bankman uh, fraud, you know, he, he went and he took it to the next level. He, he made it political. He brought in options and leveraging and all of the gnarly Wall Street shit. He took both. He combined them both. And this is, as you said, this is the the Bernie Madoff of this current time. This is, this is the big millennial crypto Ponzi scheme so far that we have to acknowledge. And as always, just like this, just like the GME situation a couple years ago, um, that was, the it exposes something, the GameStop situation, uh, where GameStop stock was being on purpose just shorted to hell by all of the major financial institutions. They said, you know, GameStop is worth $12 and we're going to keep it at $12. No matter how good the company does, this is our thing that we're going to short and it's going to, sh- and it's going to pay off every time because we're, we're keeping it there. And people caught on to that and they made a fucking move and GameStop went, you know, from $12 to a hundred dollars. And all these guys that were selling calls and were making the, this big, speculative major gamble on the fact of GME staying at the price point, they lost their fucking asses and all these exchanges had to stop selling because it just, I can't imagine. I mean, if you have an uncovered call that you've sold and, and the money goes up like that, I mean, you are losing a hundred times, a thousand times what you put into it. It's, it's an, it's insane how much fucking money you can lose <laughs> on that sort of situation. I mean, It'll it'll destroy the whole, if left unchecked, which it never is. And that's another tell. The fact that anytime something like this happens and these guys actually have an opportunity to reap what they sow, the central banking system or somebody, you know, some, some level of authority comes in and stops it and goes, well, we can't do that. And then nobody's held to account for doing that. Nobody said, well, you couldn't do that. That's not, that's unethical. That's not free market. That's you doing, you know, currency manipulation or, or stock manipulation or whatever. And the banks go, yeah, well, we'll let it slide this one time. Forget about it. It was a freak situation. And in this way, this flimsy house of cards continues to perpetuate itself. <laughs> it does sound uh, pretty it, easy. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to try this sometime. It's. It isn't, it isn't. I mean, you got to be just so into this dumb shit. And, and, and you have to be an asshole where you are trying to use people. You make this fake token, you push it on as many people as possible. You get them involved. You try to cash out before it tanks. It's a, it's a classic Ponzi. It's a little culty. It feels a little culty. I'm not going to lie. Oh, man. The crypto space is very culty. Because there's actual real money involved. <laughs> like real money. Hundreds of millions, billions of dollars. I mean, that is a real cult. Here's a here's what it would sound to here's what it would sound like to pull that first card out of the house. Ah ha, ha, ha. wow, what a card. 
What a card. What Watch a time. it all tumble. Down, Tre- down, down. Not Trevor. Trezor. What is it? Trezor wallet? Trezor wallet. My bad. Not a Trevor wallet. God, Servo always calls me out on this shit. Yeah, it's a Trezor wallet. Not a Trevor. Not advertising Trezor at all. It's just been so long. I, I bought this thing fucking when I was in fucking college, dude. Thing's sitting in my closet. What do you want from me? Uh, this is this is part of the fun of the whole thing. So yeah, hopefully I run into this guy at like a warehouse party or something in the Bay Area. That'd be cool. That would be funny. What's the first thing you would say to him? Uh, I wouldn't say anything. I'd punch him in the dick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so that's my take on good, uh, Sam Bankman fried and you can check out his dossier on all kinds of different interviews and stuff that he's had or been having check his shit out. Yep. Sounds like he got his comeuppance that, uh, reap what you sow. We'll see. See what happens with this guy. Might get a slap on the wrist. You know, he's made friends with the right people. Uh, you think he would get a bailout at this point? Who knows? Oh. Happened for Weinstein. Oh, that's true. That is true. Do we have any scream mails? We have one. We have one. Let's see what they say. Let's, uh, let's rip it. Hi, boys. How are you doing? Are you getting tired? of all the complicated abominations are there just too many steps involved in dealing with your abomination just a mild suggestion you might want to try simple abominations oh it smells great and there's one step involved oh a simple step all you have to do is No, oh, yeah. Ah, uh, simply abomination caller. It's simply abomination. Simply, my darling. Obama nation. Whoa. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon, my guy. Too soon. Uh, happens every time. Uh, what would I do without you, boobs? You're my moral compass. Oh, God. We are doomed. (laughs) I know I am. Well, we, uh... This has been episode 126 of Behind the Schemes, and we appreciate you hanging out with us uh, for this lovely snowy night. Mm, Thanks for joining us in the snow. Spooky snow. Oh, yeah. Just so you know, uh, we're a value-for-value production, which means we don't have ads, we don't have corporate sponsors of any kind. We only have public support from a beautiful public. And uh, we want to thank everybody who showed out tonight, Freaks of Hazards, everybody in the green room at irc.zeronode.net. You can always check us out there in our beautiful chat room. If you ever, you know, getting high, having a drink, laying low on a Monday night, you know, hop in. Plenty of cool people in there to chat you up. 
And uh, check out the show notes, zestoscorner.substack.com. See some of these crazy images. The tweets are uh, particularly phenomenal. I, I like this freak out a lot from uh, from Bankman. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. H A P P E N D. It's funny. You because it'll always be like one. I think this. Two. I think this. Three. I think this. But this time he was like one. What? And then two through seven is him spelling out with a Ouija board. Happen. It's great. Check it out. Zososcorner.substack.com. Also, if you're tired of Twitter and what that bullshit is, you want to try out a new social media platform, you can always go to spook.social. Check us out there on Mastodon. Totally free. Totally legit. Totally legal. For now. Extremely. Extremely legal for now. I uh I'm not sure if I'm gonna be here next week. I have to I have to see. I think we have a flight on Monday. Oh, you might have to step out? I think so. Well hopefully we if not, let me know. Hopefully we, we have you on Monday. Yeah. Also, uh check out uh the last Wednesday I was on Abs in a six pack with Sir Seat Sitter, so if you want to check that out, we were uh, we were very obnoxious, as Booberry says, and it was a great time. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> Obnoxious. It it very much reminded me of that uh, uh, world's greatest podcast. It was very much in the essence of that. Well, world's greatest. I'll take it. Yeah, I uh, I'm about I'm about all pumpkined out. Thank you for hanging out. This has been Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman, and all the way from the Breath Coast. This has been Lavish. Buenas noches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, it's a goat. Motherfuckers dying. Yes, nudepodcastapps.com. This is Behind the Schemes, the esoterica of your dreams. 